Hey everybody, Mike Dempsey here. It's NFL playoff time, and you can still win playing Underdog Fantasy by picking higher or lower on player stats at underdogfantasy.com. Sign up with promo code 1010XL, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. Attention. They are not ready for prime time. Prime time. Prime time. Prime time. That's the name. Prime time. Prime time. What time is it? Showtime prime time. It's XL Prime Time featuring Joe C. Why in the world am I sitting back and being quiet about this? Matt Hayes. Suck it up, Buttercup. Mia O'Brien. My nose just decided to start bleeding. And Leon Searcy. Now you're yeah. just talking to Tom Boogie. Yeah. yeah. Welcome into XL Primetime. Beaver, Chevy, Beaver, Toyota Tuesday. Good looking day out there. Uh, and creeping closer to the Super Bowl. Looking forward to the kickoff. 6.30 Sunday night. Now, right now, we've got the noon hour locked up with you now until 3 o'clock. And we'd love to jump in on some Super Bowl talk. Who you like, who you lean in towards, all that stuff. Uh, and day by day, we like to use the Leon Searcy uh kind of model of going to the Super Bowl, uh, and we'll get him day by day to kind of take us through it when he was there. And then a little bit later on, we got head coach, our head coach on XL Primetime, Dave Campo, who certainly has been in some big-time Super Bowls, including uh, the one against Leon's Pittsburgh Steelers. And he's got Larry Brown coming up a little bit later on. So we got all sorts of Super Bowl talk to get into. Uh, but let's at least start off with the Super Bowl food, because that's how we are beginning today. Uh, with a Super Bowl cookoff here at 1010 XL headquarters, and, uh, this is all this is all anybody needs to know. I think Get you guys are in already, my belly. You already know it. XL Primetime runs this place. Okay, we run this place, and there are at least four food trays that I can think of from XL Primetime that are in five. Five. We are across the board. Everybody. For. That's everybody. why I came in here seething because yeah. I hate to say it. Yeah. We got some people who did not participate okay, in the Okay, I was trying to I was trying to think of what you made. I didn't like, Oh, I made guac. Okay, you made guac. Okay, yes. because we went uh, the 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 four of us went protein and I was trying to remember what you made. No, cuz we had yeah. to think about Awaken 180 and how yeah. we could diversify for those that are yeah. trying to eat well but also like within the confines of Super Bowl Sunday. And so. guac mm-hmm. guac is a good fat, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And it's I I have to look it up. And I'm Healthy sure Healthy fat, Joe. Yeah, it's Healthy. a good fat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so before we get to Friday. We'll remind there's you of how no many. Bad, there's no bad fat. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's true. That's true. That's there's true. No bad, fat, no bad fat. How many pounds of guac will be consumed on Super Bowl Sunday? Because it will be an enormous amount. How many pounds of wings will be consumed on Sunday? So we've got it all. All the protein and all the goodness uh, that is Super Bowl. So you guys might load us up today uh, at six four one ten ten on the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosure. Just some of your favorite Super Bowl foods. Well, I, I listen, Joe. I, I listen. I first and foremost. I can appreciate what you gave me. The drumstick with the yeah. heat, the smoke, yeah. oh, a yeah. little char in it. Yeah. The char, oh, it was delicious. See, I like to call it ah. I like to call it crispy competition chicken. Okay. okay. Crispy I, I competition like that crispy chicken. chicken. <laughs> and you know how you used to like you probably love pork rinds back in the day where still you still do. Right. Still do. And so I, snack. I try and create that bark <laughs> on the bottom because a lot of mm-hmm. people go, Well, I don't want to eat the skin. Well, I want to burn it. Okay. Mm. Because just because it burnt doesn't mean it's bad. <laughs> Exactly. And so I try and burn it, at least get that base going. And then, anyway, I I, it, I like my spice. Cajun style. Yeah, I like my burn spice. To it. Yeah, absolutely. And then you went yeah, with I, you know some what? Asian I, wings. I, no, I didn't. You know what? I said, the hell with Asian wings. Uh-huh. All right? I said, you know what? I'm going to do a double fried sriracha hot sauce with some Nashville heat chicken. <laughs> I'll tell you something. It was huh? good. The wing? Yeah, it was good. Yeah. And You're so talking you, dirty to me, and I kind of yeah. like it. You mm-hmm. flash fried them at the end. Yes, I did. 
And so, because we saw him. You just kept texting us, and it's like, okay, back in the fryer. Okay, here we go. Yeah, because, you know, I fry him initially. Mm -hmm. I fry him. And then after I fry him, I I, I put the sauce. Right. Toss him. Toss him. And then when I didn't, then I double fry him. Yeah. And then that's what it comes out. It looks like you smoked them, Mm -hmm. but then it comes out the way it came out. Oh, they look good. All right, Matt, Mm -hmm. the brisket. The brisket. Uh, Well, first off, Thanks to Southern Steer. Southern, Round of applause, Southern JJ. Steer totally hooked you up, Southern man. Roosevelt. They hooked up everybody. <laughs> Southern Steer is a place to oh go. Oh, my gosh. That's, uh, that's it. If you haven't been to Southern Steer on Roosevelt, seriously, yeah. you're walking in there and you're just going to be like, why haven't I been here? Right. Why haven't I been here a long time ago? Just a phenomenal place. Is that Tasty Tips and Juicy Breast? Yeah, it's tips and Self-explanatory. And yeah. Brisket and uh, everything. Everything you could possibly imagine. Mm. So what I did was, and this is Taylor Dahl and I kind of – Look at it this way. She's the offensive coordinator, and I'm like the quarterback. She's yeah, the play yeah. caller, offense coordinator, yeah. I'm the quarterback. Are you sure you're she not passing game recipe. coordinator, Jim Bob? She gave, <laughs> <laughs> she gave me the recipe and the idea, and I executed it. It's a, you know you have stuffed shells, Italian stuffed shells? Yeah, sure. So what I did was stuffed shells with brisket and then a cheese sauce on top of it. <sighs> and that is something different. You roll into a Super Bowl party, you got something that will create a memory. They'll walk out and they'll go, gosh, man. And I'm, the presentation. It yeah. just it looks as good as it tastes. It well, looks my good. favorite was the fact that Matt was like, "Okay, this one's for the judges. This one is for everybody else." <laughs> right. Well, because when you you know when you do shells, when you make shells, JJ knows this. I, yeah. He's probably made thousands yeah. of shells. Yeah, the LaSalle. When man, you when you they break. When you boil the pasta, yes. they break. Okay. So some of them break. So the ones that didn't break, I made the full shells mm-hmm. for the judges, mm-hmm. and then the other ones I made like this casserole slash bake. Yeah. Same thing. Same stuff in it, but a different way of making. So it. you almost could call it like a pasta brisket dip because I don't want just kind of broken kind of, up all like cheesy goodness. Kind of, yeah. It's like a casserole. All cheesy goodness. And then JJ. Uh, I went like, with Old Reliable, the La Selva family tradition, my dad's chili. But it looked like there was a bunch of spices in there too. Oh, it yes. I don't want to give away the recipe because obviously sure. that's, sure. that's right. award winning. I'll go to die with that recipe. Yeah, yeah. Um, and We're it already might be soon if Bill Belichick doesn't get a job soon. But yeah, so my competition, different types of chili. Yeah. Yeah. Um, more, uh, mine is more thicker. There's some more loose, mm-hmm. you know, that you'd eat it with mm-hmm. rice type. I'll say this Casey's chili. Yeah. Delicious. Hot. Okay. I like it. Not as good as mine. Um, Jack's a little sweet. I liked it a little mm-hmm. sweet, yeah. but it's damn good chili. Okay. I All haven't right. had the, uh, and then Sam, Sam had, has chili in there too, but he's a guy, he's a quiet guy. Those are the ones you got to watch out for. Exactly. He's a little habanero. And here's the true champion. E.T. Walks right. in e. with e. the soda. Comes in with his the contribution in. to drinks. Yeah. My man. Thank You're man. you. <laughs> all right, so all of us are represented in the Super Bowl cook-off. Uh, so we are going to dig in today, have fun with it. So you guys can hit the text line. You can go to YouTube, search 1010XL, and just throw a, a good recipe or a good item that you love to have when it comes to the Super Bowl. Because they say in the neighborhood of three to 5,000 calories is consumed on Super Bowl Sunday. Really? I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. Now, Wake Up 180 is like, like on average. I'm not, yeah. I'm not consuming well, three or five. Bo Valentine's right. talking about yes. doing a 72-hour cleanse leading into it. Oh, my it. God. Yeah. Is, you know, you know what? I would, recommend that, that? I would recommend that after uh, the Super Bowl. No, so he, that <laughs> way he can after. build for it. I, I, listen, he said to me last night, he's like, you know, I was reading about it today, and, you know, yeah. you, you lose the bad cells, the, the good cells are born, and then, yeah. you know, then you eat a ton. Yeah, yeah. And, and look, you could go Ducalax or whatever it's called. Uh, front and back uh, of Super Bowl Sunday, that's for sure. So I sometimes make something that actually helps that area, yeah. that idea. Oh, yeah. It, they, I call them dirty eggs. Uh-huh. So you get dates, 
open them up, put goat cheese in it, wrap mm-hmm. it with bacon, broil it. Bro, it's uh, it sounds good too. Out of this Listen, world. my tang that I take every morning absolutely takes care of me. That's for sure. Uh, the Metamucil, it, you can never yep. go wrong. Yep, yep, yep. You can never go wrong with that. The All right, now, musk. Leon, lead us off uh, Tuesday of Super Bowl because, again, it's a little different. You did not have the, the full week break. Yeah. You're coming in. It's, uh, you know, you got to basically, you got to get to work right away. Yeah. When it comes to getting ready for Super Bowl. Well, well listen, the interesting thing about uh, the Tuesday was I was actually on Facebook. A good friend of mine, Kendall Gammon, who mm-hmm. was a long snapper, came at me with, uh, with the Steelers. Uh, he showed a picture of him doing Super Bowl Thirty, and he had all the media around. You know, he had his own table, said Kendall Gammon. He had all the media around him, and no one was paying him any attention. And he was sitting there with some flip-flops reading the paper. <laughs> and I teased him, and I, and I teased him, and I said, you look busy. He said, he said, everybody was at your table. And I said, negative. They were probably at Woodson's. Oh, Greg Lloyd's table. I said they just let the cir- circus folk come in. That's all because 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 when you get the tape, you when you when it's media day. Usually media day is Tuesday. Mm-hmm. You know, Tuesday's media day. The guys, yep. the more important guys, usually got booths yep. that were outside. Right? They got booths that was outside. We usually in the hotel. The less important guys are inside the ballroom and they got a table and the media is scrambling around. They're asking all these different kind yeah. of questions. And that's that's what, essentially what happened to me mm-hmm. on a Tuesday was media's day. I had my little table. People come and ask me a couple of questions. I wanted to stir the pot up a little bit, be a little controversial because I was going up against not only the hated Cowboys, but I was going up against some of my teammates that I played at the University at Miami. Right. So I, you know, I, you know, I made up some stories about them showing off their rings. They were all lies. <laughs> they, they, were, they were lies. They were. They, I told them, you know, they were showing off their rings and bragging about it. So I, so I actually made. I, I I made the news yeah. on, on the comments that I made, and they're like, "What's sir saying?" What's sir saying? Oh yeah, I didn't care. That's I, BS. I, yeah, yeah, it was. But at that particular point, I was. I mean, what could they do? I was already at the game. You had to play <laughs> me, so it didn't matter. Right. Exactly. Yeah, so I stirred the pot a little bit. Well, it's funny because it's turned into a major media circus. Mm-hmm. And when when I covered it, the handful of years I covered it, you you had the teams come into the stadium, and then like you said, they basically had light. I call them lifeguard chairs that they'd climb up and sit mm-hmm. in these lifeguard chairs that everyone below would have their cameras, microphones, whatever. And and then the other guys that were maybe a little more nondescript, they just basically sat in the stands. Mm-hmm. And you'd go up and you'd talk to them and you get you get a bunch of interviews well, the so one, on and so forth. Now they charge admission for this bad. Yeah. Now, the, the thing that I do remember about that Tuesday night, that evening, I remember mm-hmm. it was a Magic Johnson party. Yeah. All right? And I, and, I, and I went to the Magic Johnson party. And I remember being in the limo. I was in the limo with – Rod Woodson, Tim Brown, Cortez Kennedy, and Bruce Smith. Somebody didn't belong in that limo. Because that's, that's just nothing but Hall of Famers. I don't, I don't know how I got in that limo, but I was in the limo with all those guys going to Magic Johnson's party. Yeah. And I had a great time. And I just remember walking in and I was like, wow, that's Magic Johnson. He was on the dance floor and he was doing his thing. So it was yeah. pretty cool. That's beautiful. That's mm-hmm. awesome. All right. Uh, media day yesterday, TPC Sawgrass. Uh, I heard what Frank and all them said. It was in great shape and everything's coming together. A little breezy. Jack oh, yeah, O'Brien said to me, first thing I walk in um, before he started eating the food before the judges did, mm-hmm. um, he said to me, he's like, now don't tell me you actually played in that weather yesterday. Oh, we did. Mm-hmm. And I was surprised because two years ago we played in a absolute downpour and it was the worst round of golf I've ever played. But thankfully, was able to hold on yesterday. Maybe mm-hmm. shout out to my playing partner, Frank Frangi. I don't mm-hmm. know if that was it or, um, or or maybe the chicken Caesar wrap I had at the turn. Not sure. But, uh, but yeah, no, I was able to put together a pretty nice round, even despite the, the wind and the cold and the gray skies. And we had fun with our friends from 904 Happy Hour, who we were paired with. Um, my favorite moment of the day, of course, was when we finished our round and Dan and Jeff started 
after everybody because they had to finish the drill. Right. And so they would have been on 17. And so I'm like, oh, you know, like so many people from the multimedia team were like, hey, get, you know, footage of Dan and Jeff playing 17. Matt Every, shout out to him and the rest of all his golf crew over there. He messages the account. He's like, why don't we have more Dan and Jeff content? Mm -hmm. I get to 17. Dan and Jeff had left. They quit mid-round. Oh, did they? Part of it was because Dan had to get to his UNF class. But uh, still, yeah. I just was like, I, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah. So, that was part of why we didn't have as much Dan and Jeff content. But, no, it's exciting and great, you know, getting to spend some time with Lee Smith, who will be in with us on Thursday, mm -hmm. the now executive director of the Players' Championship. Still kind of new to the Duval area. Jared Rice is still around, just obviously in a different role within the tour structure. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, Lee's a great guy, and he said, you know, People keep giving Jared crap because they're like, man, oh, man, you stuck around for so long, but you're not here for the 50th anniversary. Yeah. And that's what this year is for the Players' Championship. So a lot of exciting stuff. If you're watching on YouTube or Twitter, Facebook, wherever you're watching, I have the new Players' 50th hat on mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. now. I'll let you boys take a look. It's a pretty nice mm -hmm. little cap. I mean, yeah. I think the, the flag design is different for them. I like the 50th logo, though. Mm -hmm. So. Oh, yeah. It looks good. And, look, yeah. you've had so many great uh, either volunteer chairs or tournament directors through the years, uh, and this tournament did not start here. It did not start at TPC Sawgrass, but the history of it has been wrapped around TPC Sawgrass uh, from Jerry Pate on, uh, winning in the early 80s, uh, and then all that history that, that goes from there to now is great. So we look forward to that. We're a little over a month away from that happening, so we'll definitely be digging into that. Digging into the draft, all kinds of stuff. So the fallout, before we get back on the Super Bowl a little bit, Leon, the fallout of, of, of Caleb Williams's offensive coordinator, Cliff Kingsbury, being hired, by the Washington Commanders as their offensive coordinator, and then them looking at whatever they may need to do to move up one spot to get to that top spot to take Caleb Williams. How big of a story is this up in the nation's capital when you think about it, if they go get well, their guy and maybe build something again? Well, I mean, it's a big story because um, they hired Cliff Klingsbury, who, mm -hmm. who was associated with uh, Caleb Williams. And you also got to remember Caleb Williams is a – is a DC boy. He went yeah, to high school there. Exactly. DC. So I mean, you got all these components that kind of look good for the commanders, and you got new ownership that wants to, you know, people to buy into what they're trying to build there in mm -hmm. DC. So I mean, but what what are you willing to pay? I mm -hmm. mean, because from two to one, I mean, what are you willing to pay to move up to get that guy? I mean, is Caleb Williams? And you have to ask Matt. Is Caleb Williams that much better than Drake May? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I would yeah. I would say yes, based okay. on what we've seen. And again, we're just talking about tape. You watch mm -hmm. his tape. Yes, he is. Now, the X factor is what's he going to be as a pro? Mm -hmm. What's he, and I don't mean by playing actual playing. I mean like his head. You know, is he is he a guy that has his head straight and plays smart? Mm -hmm. Does the things he's supposed to do on and off the field? Right. We right, have right. no idea. We have no idea what's going to happen. There's a lot of stuff. Right. There's a yeah. lot going on, and that's what that's not unique to him. That's anyone. Sure. So, but but my point is 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 if you're going to do that, and Leon's. Leon's right. You're going to pay a heavy price. Mm -hmm. But if you think he's the next Pat Mahomes, which a lot of scouts do. Yeah, they like taking that I skill set. I don't know why. If you're at two and you think he's he's that guy, if you think he can be a guy that can win multiple Super Bowls, are you kidding me? Then, yeah, trade mm -hmm. whatever you got to trade to get. Yeah. To the point mm -hmm. of what the cost could be. The commanders currently own eight picks in this April's upcoming NFL draft, but take a listen to which picks they have. They have the number two overall pick. Mm -hmm. They have pick 36, the third round, the third pick of the second round. They have another second rounder. That's pick 40. 
They have a third-round pick, which is pick 67. They have pick 98, which is in the fourth round, the first pick of the fourth round, a fifth, a sixth, and a seventh. So they have five in the top 100, and you wonder what so, it would take out of that total amount to get to that number one pick. So, so Matt, if, 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 if you're the commanders, do you give away your one and your two twos to move up one spot to get them? You're talking about the next. Patrick only, what did the um, What did the Bears give up for <clears throat> Trubisky? Yeah, it was. It seemed like it was in that neighborhood. But you, you're honestly, you're swapping spots, so you're not giving up yeah. a first rounder. You're swapping spots, yeah. so you're giving up two twos, which I don't even think is going to be good enough. I think they want. I think they want one more. Not, they might have to give a one for next year. Yeah, a yeah. one next year. So yeah. two twos and a one next no, year. No, a one next year and a, a two and a two. Okay, probably the lower the two twos. Okay. So the Bears, when they traded up from number two to number one, to ultimately. So, or no, they they moved from three to two right. to select mm-hmm. Mitch Trubisky. So obviously that's not the number one overall, but it's certainly something. They gave up the number three overall, so it was a flop. Mm-hmm. A third rounder, a fourth rounder, and then a third rounder the next year. Okay, I was thinking it was higher. Mm-hmm. I thought it was more than – I thought it was a second or a yeah. first, but yeah. no. So it yeah. was just they flipped picks, a third, a fourth, and a third. No, they're yeah. going to make it pricey. And how time. long ago was that? You that know, was 2017. Oh, that's yeah. inflation. Yeah, inflation. Cost, oh, my gosh. It's yes. gonna I guess it's going to cost them a one. And, and, just, yeah. and we'll take a look at, at Trey Lance, what San Francisco needed to do mm-hmm. to move up there, because sure. that is kind of a, at least a little more recent. It was only moving up to number three, but still they did make that move. And we've seen a few other ones that have been aggressive. Heck, look at what Carolina had to give up last year to move into that number one spot because this is Chicago now back-to-back years mm-hmm. where they've had that number one spot. All right, now think about this, you guys. The decision, like you said, how much better is Caleb Williams than Drake May? And then I'll throw Jaden Daniels in there. Mm-hmm. How much better is one versus the other versus the next guy? Because those are the top three. So let's do this. Joe Burrow. Well, Joe Burrow. Justin Herbert right. to a tongue of Aloha. Right. Those were three of the first six picks. Joey mm-hmm. Burrow shot out of a cannon with that season to number one. Tua got hurt, so he slipped. And Justin Herbert, you couldn't quite figure out. Anyway, did anybody lose in that in that equation? Those no. three. No, teams? but I, and I will I will yeah. tell you this honestly, and I I'm this is about as honest as I can be. If if Jaden Daniels weighed like two oh five or two ten, mm-hmm. I take him first overall. Yeah. I think he's a better player. I, I, I love the guy. I mm-hmm. think he's a better player than, than Caleb was. He's more accurate. He's a better thrower. He's more accurate. And his legs and his speed is just ridiculous what now, he can do. Now let's do this. How much do you think buyer's remorse for Bryce Young, who granted, very different player than Jaden Daniels, but also slender frame. How much do you think that could affect Jaden Daniels' stock? Yeah, but Jaden Daniels is 6'3". That's the difference. And, and, and Bryce is 5'10 and a half. Yeah, so totally I mean, different body type. It's, it's a different body type. But to your point, yeah, it's – I mean, I don't know how, if you're an NFL personnel guy, if you're a GM, if you're a coach, I don't know how you see Jaden Daniels walk into your interview and see him and say, this kid's going to get killed. How do you not say that? I, I don't, honestly. Like I told you guys, you look at his shoulder width, and you, I see Jordan Love, same guy. Mobile, mm. tall. I can go with that. Can yeah. move, mm-hmm. big arm. He got, what is so Jordan athletic. Love weigh? What does he weigh? He's got to weigh, I bet, 215. Jaden Daniels? No, Jordan Love. Jordan Love. Yeah. Let me look. And and he, I just that's who I see. Doesn't mean they're the exact same guy, but I just look at it and I just think okay. I think he's he's. I mean, if you're talking about like like the ability, I mean, Jordan loves six four two twenty. Yeah, he's a little tall. How much? He was two twenty four two twenty. He was two twenty four when he weighed in at the combine. Um, mm-hmm. I, I he's they're not the same player. I mean, Jaden Daniels is a better thrower. Oh, he can take off his run too. Yeah, they're not the, the same Walters. player at all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's again, if he's 
I mean, even if he was like 205, I'd be like, yeah, you got to take him. Mm-hmm. I, I would. I, I think he's a better player than Caleb Williams. I, I think he's better than Drake May. Um, I think he's better than any other quarterback. He's the best player in the draft. I just don't know if, how he's going to hold up as far as physically, well, how, well, physically how, hold up. How big is he? I mean, how much does he weigh? I mean, they have him at like 190, but I'm telling you, man, he's. 190? I'm telling you right now, dude, he's. I'd be shocked if he was 190. Mm-hmm. And you, you, you pull up his tape. And again, mm-hmm. it's against great SEC competition, uh, but it changes dramatically when you take off. See, and they run. have it six four two ten on ESPN. There's no chance in hell he's two ten. Me and we stood right next to him. Is he two hundred ten pounds? No, I, right. I feel like he's, he's definitely well, tall. He's yeah, taller. I feel like he's six three, two oh five. Is what I'm I'd seeing. Be shocked if he's over two. We yeah, didn't. Maybe. You know what? We we really missed an opportunity, Matt. Little did we know he'd go on to win the Heisman. Although we had an inkling at SEC media days because we have the photo evidence of five foot two me standing mm-hmm. next to Bryce mm-hmm. Young. We don't have me standing next to Jaden Daniels. So I apologize that we don't have that Zapruder film for you all. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't. He's going to gain weight, obviously, in the offseason, in the, in the four months until the, until the draft or until his pro day workout, the three months until his pro day workout. Mm-hmm. So he might end up being like 6'3", 205. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If he is, wow. I mean, that's... Yeah, I mean, of course, his agent is training. They, they know that they, the weight's going to be an issue. They're going to put him on a meal plan with some kind of protein. Oh, yeah. The way he weighs in at the combine, he's going to weigh in at what weight that the NFL wants him to be at. Now, the, the, the key is – when the season starts and all the other training camps, will he be able to maintain that kind of weight during the season? Part That's of it, going to be the key. Part of it, too, Leon, and you can speak to this. Do you think Combine Pro Day, because guys want to run fast, because they want to be more <clears throat> agile, do they lose weight? Or have you found in your experience guys are putting on more pounds? Well, I mean, it fluctuates based upon, you know, what position you are. I knew when I, when I was there, I mean, I was a speed demon. By the way, so 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 and so so I wanted to be a little light on my pro day, right? Because I w- I wanted to be a little light on my pro day. So when I ran, you know, I wanted to wow, you know, who right. was out there, mm-hmm. you know? Because I mean, when I at the at the combine, I ran a, a five flat two, which you know, big fellow don't run no five for nothing. It's not bad. So, no, but, but not my bad. pro day, I ran a nine a four nine four. Really? Well. Listen, it was you scout. got help. You definitely get, got help with that. Wait a minute. First you of all, first you of, got help. Well, with first it. of all, there were scouts out there. I can't help that they slow on the trigger. That ain't my fault. <laughs> <laughs> all right, listen to this. So hang on. So yeah. so USC has Caleb Williams measured at six six one. He ain't six one. Six one two fifteen. He's probably like about six. He's two oh five. Six and a half. He's yeah. yeah. He's he might. He but might. he's but he's solid. Okay. Like he's, he's a he's a thick solid guy. Yes. Whereas yes. Jaden Daniels is literally a rail. Yeah. And. and I do know that he'll get to the training table and he'll get bigger. Yes, he, he will. No he, doubt. Big and Lamar, no. big Lamar, guys. Yes, yeah. thank you, JJ. Yeah. Lamar. That's what I barbecued. Lamar too, wasn't the, the biggest guy, by the way, when he came yeah. to the NFL. He's a grown man now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. a big dude now. Mm-hmm. Could Jaden Daniels do that? Yeah, I think he definitely could. And that is Lamar, actually, when yes. he came in. You are correct. Yeah. All right, so listen to this. This is what the Bears got from Carolina last year, just to kind of speak mm-hmm. to how much yep. it's gone up. Okay. The they did the deal. And Carolina moved up to get into that number one spot. In exchange, the Bears got DJ Moore. They got the 2023 first and second round picks, a 2024 first round choice, and a 2025 yeah, second round pick. Oh, mm. oh! Just to move up, how many spaces? They, I Eight. believe they, yeah, they were Eight. nine. They were yeah. nine. Yeah. Right. So they were in the top ten. <clears throat> 
and that's how much they but, had to give but up. But but the the second pick kind of mitigates some of that too. You got to remember that. Like they're still going to have the second right, pick. Right. Cuz by moving back to 9, yeah. you're accepting that there's going to be legitimate, yeah. you know, if Movement three, if three quarterbacks you, yeah. were going to go and the Bears decided they didn't need a quarterback last right. year, you're losing out on five other players. Yeah, and, and cons- Here you wouldn't. Yeah, and conceivably, if the Bears were to ride with Justin Fields and I don't think they will, but conceivably they they would have their pick, their next pick of the quarterbacks, if they just drop one spot. You drop to that ninth spot, then they all of a sudden they evaporate into thin air. And so you would have to get a heck of a lot more. So, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that today and obviously talk about the Super Bowl. we got prop bets coming up. Uh, JJ will get you lined up in this noon hour, and basically what we're doing is we're throwing three prop bets at you. Uh, one of them will be a Taylor Swifty, a Swifty prop bet. We're demanding that you answer one of those, whether you like it or not. And then in-game could be the national anthem. It could be the team scores first. Do they win? You know, whatever it might be. We'll have fun with that, and we'll give out some prizes as we go along today. Beaver Chevy, Beaver Toyota, they bring you Tuesday's show, and we'd love for you to check them out any day of the week. They are there to wow you. And if you go to their Facebook page, you can see all the stuff that they've got going on in the community. It is nonstop. They are entrenched in our community and they want to be part of your buying experience when it comes to a brand new or pre-owned ride beaver chevrolet.com beaver toyota st augustine.com check both of them out we also mm-hmm. and on in the next segment we're going to yeah. talk to you about another car okay is- yeah that that is worth bringing up we will do that on xl prime time Always a crazy one broke into the stadium and I wrote your number on a 50-yard line. You were always a perfect one and a valedictorian. So under your number, I wrote call for a good time. Grilling up lunch with Leon and the Sausage Dudes. Sausage with a purpose on 1010XL. We gotta wait for it to hit Turn the bridge. Yeah, yeah, Here we on. go. Yeah. It's kind of wild. We got 35 minutes into the program before we, well, I guess we had to wait, take a break, come in with some musical interlude. The sounds of Toby Keith. Our, our thoughts and prayers are with his family. You know, Matt said it, you know, regardless of if you like country music or not, regardless regardless of if you like Toby Keith or not, three years fighting stomach cancer is <sighs> just god-awful. And to lose your life at the age of 62, way too soon, um, but certainly did a whole heck of a lot in his uh, his 62 years. And the outpouring of support from the sports community, in particular in Oklahoma this morning oh, yeah. on social media, it, it was it was phenomenal. And, and I know JR is probably listening right now, the great J- Jim Ross, JR, who makes his home here, and he certainly has battled. Uh, cancer as well, so he knows. But he's a diehard Oklahoma fan. Toby Keith, diehard Oklahoma fan. Uh, and, and yeah, they—they they, so many people will mourn this man's loss. And I don't care whether you're a country music fan. I—I I love Toby Keith. So I tweeted out a picture <clears throat> of him and Dave Caldwell and his kids at the Players, and we were coming out. And this is Toby Keith playing in concert. Yeah. And Dave wanted to meet. Toby and gave him. Dave may be driving around listening right yeah, now. Yeah, and, and Dave may be driving around. Look, Dave knows that I, you know, I, I occasionally take shots at your draft board. But one of the coolest things is that he got Toby to, or the players got Toby to come over, meet him, and he presented him with a jersey, which I tweeted out. And big smile from Toby. 
in one of the great military appreciation concerts he's ever put on. And then, of course, the classic song is I'll Never Smoke Weed with Willie Again. And unfortunately, now he won't. Uh, but And then the other one was he played this great golf song, Just Put Me Down for a Five. And it's just was one of the best songs, and the whole place just went nuts. Anyway, I, I've I've been a Toby Keith fan forever. So, uh, whiskey for my men and beer for my horses. Speaking of the military appreciation concert uh, at the Players Media mm-hmm. Day yesterday, we already know Cole Swindell will be the headliner for that Tuesday concert. But he already told the players, and I know this from when I was working at the Academy of Country Music, big golf guy Cole mm-hmm. Swindell. So he mm-hmm. has already told them. He's getting in Sunday. He's playing on Monday. He's staying until Saturday. That'll so. be fun. Yeah, that's very cool. They've brought so many good artists through there. Uh, and Toby Keith was one of the guys that you would see at the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am, which we just had this past, past weekend, and he definitely was a golfer and loved it. But, uh, it, yeah, the barbecue immediately responded uh, saying, hey, I hope we're ready to play some Toby Keith music today. We might, of course, include it somehow, some way in our uh, big hair. Uh, heavy metal Friday yeah, as well. Yeah, have to pay tribute. Um, we were talking about the possibility of the Washington Commanders moving up to the number one spot. What would it cost for them to move up? What would it cost for any team in the top ten? I don't know, maybe the Atlanta Falcons? Like Many people believe they're a quarterback away at that number eight spot. What would it cost to move up? And so, Joe, you brought up, and we didn't actually uh, finish this loophole, when the 49ers moved up from number 12 to number three, to acquire Trey Lance in the 2021 NFL Draft. Mm -hmm. Are you ready for this, Leon? You're going to get a kick out of this one. Mm -hmm. Here is who all of those picks ended up becoming. So the 12th pick, they dealt it back to Miami. Miami then traded away the pick to Philadelphia. It then was traded away to Dallas on draft night. Micah Parsons became Mm -hmm. that 12th overall pick that the San Francisco 49ers gave up. Mm -hmm. They also gave up the 29th overall pick. This one also changed hands several times, was traded to Miami. Miami traded it to the Chiefs, who traded it back to the Patriots, and they selected Cole Strange, the offensive lineman out of Chattanooga, who did start 17 games at left guard as a rookie to mix success. Then there was a third-round pick, so that's two first-round picks, and then a third-round pick in 2022, the following year. That pick 102 turned into Channing Tindall from Georgia, special teams guy for uh, the Dolphins over the last few years. Then a first-round pick in 2029 that went to the Dolphins, to the Broncos, and then the Saints. That's what's crazy about that Trey Lance trade is just how many hands were, you know, involved Mm -hmm. in it. That pick turned into Brian Brisset of the Clemson Tigers, now for the New Orleans Saints. And so that's three first-round picks and a third-round pick that all turned into starting caliber players in the National Football And the best part of all? The Niners no longer have him, number one, and they're in the Super Bowl. It literally did not affect them. And you know, the only way it doesn't affect you, the only way it doesn't affect you is when you continue to make good choices and you coach good players. And you hit on Mr. Irrelevant. Right, yeah, right. of course. You, 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 you develop continue, players. Yeah. yeah. And you don't miss yeah. everywhere in the draft, which is what this team has well, suffered from well, well, too often. Here's what I, I mean. Listen, I can appreciate John Lynch just saying, hey, listen, we made a mistake. Let's move on from it. You know, let's 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 get the dirt off our shoulders yeah. and move on forward. And, and that that's that is also believing that moving forward, even though you made that, you you draft well, you mm-hmm. develop well, you know that kind of stuff. So you don't let it linger. That's what I can appreciate about the Forty Nine ers is that listen, they made this mistake, they gave up a lot of capital, they didn't let it linger, 
and they moved on and they and they learned their lessons and they now they're in the Super Bowl now. That, that's that's what just admit as an organization that you screwed up. Yeah, and, and, and just move to, forward. Yeah, just just to to highlight it. And again, this is when people and we talk about this with franchises. Mm-hmm. And we just mentioned Dave Caldwell bringing Toby or getting to presenting the jersey to Toby Keith. You had opportunities to build a football team. You had high, high, mm-hmm. high draft capital. Just take a look at how many years from 2013, 2012. Uh, was Dave here in 2012? I'm trying to remember. I know Malarkey was. No, he got was. here in 2013. Yeah, tw- so 2013 until he was let go. The, the number of times you picked in the top 10. They lived in the top 10, except for 2018 when they went and got Taven Bryan. And so you've got to make hay out of it. Now, here's the thing. To your point, Leon, as far as – the 49ers, Prisco, CBS Sports, did a great job going through, if you did a draft of the top players in the Super Bowl right now playing in this game, who would be your number one pick? This would be just like schoolyard pick them. Holmes. Okay. Patrick. Who would be your second pick? Um, Trent Bosa. Williams. Bosa. All right. You guys might go Trent. I'm going <clears> to <throat> go McCaffrey. Okay. Okay. Trent. Yeah, but – Trent's right there with him. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now you're at two 49ers. Then who would you go next? Maybe – I'm number just going to tell you what Pete has. Travis Kelsey. Okay. okay. At number three, I would I probably go McCaffrey. McCaffrey. No, no, McCaffrey no, yeah. Three. McCaffrey, yeah, Trent. Yeah, yeah, you can yeah. go two, three, yeah. three, two, however you want to do that. Mm-hmm. So those are two 49ers. Then it evens up. Now Mahomes and Kelsey. So now Kelsey, you got yeah. two Chiefs, two Niners in the first four. Then you got Chris Jones. And, again, mm-hmm. this is just Pete's list. You can disagree or agree. But oh, now right. you got three Chiefs. Now you got Nick Bosa. Now you got three, three. Then you go Fred Warner. Now you got four Niners to three Chiefs. Then you go George Kittle. Now you got five Niners. Right, you're not going to have a Chief anywhere anytime to soon. Three now. Chiefs. Then you got Trent McDuffie, who's really, really good. Do not ignore what that dude does on the back end. And cool. so now they're catching up a little bit. Five, four. Then you go Brandon Ayuk, six, four Niners, because mm-hmm. he he's the best receiver that will be out on the football field Sunday. He is. Uh, and then you go Debo. And you could certainly argue Debo. Debo's the best receiver. He's a Swiss yeah. Army knife. And, and, like, yes, he's a receiver, but he's also a Swiss Army knife. And then you go Creed Humphrey, interior part of the line. That's so uh, you guys can see the point here. Mm-hmm. Brock Purdy, with the discussion that we had yesterday, is he the 10th best on his team? According to Pete, he's the 13th best on the field Sunday night. And then Legereus Sneed after him, and then Tra- all but Tra- about top Ward. ten, all but two were drafted. Right, Ayuk wasn't drafted by the Niners. No, he was. Drafted he was. By the yeah, 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 he was first. Yeah, he was the Warner year. wasn't. Warner was too. Warner yeah. was too. They yeah. all came. They all were the drafted. They're all drafted by them. Yeah. yeah. All and these guys and are Hufanga, all young. By the way, isn't playing because he had a season-ending injury. Also drafted by the Niners when he fell. Okay, look here. I don't think I've hit a free agent yet. Okay, Shocking. we're at sixteen. Isaiah Pacheco, seventh round draft pick. Greenlaw, uh, another draft. Well, they traded for McCaffrey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're right. I'm, I'm glad you said that. Um, uh, right. so nine out of the first ten. Nine yeah. out of ten. Yeah. Karloftis, draft pick. Uh, Eric Armstead, draft pick. Even all the way back to Trent Baalke's days. Uh, anyway, it just gives you an idea. And they weren't all first round draft picks. They 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 it's were. Weird how the draft is important. Go weird. figure. And how you can find guys in the fourth and fifth round. Go and they can figure. Start for you. It's weird how you can get a sixth rounder from Rutgers to yeah. be like one of the best players seventh. in the game. Seventh, yeah, seventh, seventh round rounder. for for Paco. Which, by the way, speaking of those day three draft picks, Brock Purdy was asked last night at the Super Bowl Media Day if he could name the eight quarterbacks dra- drafted ahead of him in 2022, and he goes, "No, I fell to last for a reason." <laughs> mm. And well, what it, he should have said is they all be watching me on Sunday. 
That would be the line. Yeah. I mean, to be, be fair, he had a really good career at Iowa State. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, he was a four-year yes. starter. Like how how often do you see a four-year starter at one institution in this day and, and age? And it also does tell you how you can be a great college quarterback or a great positional player in college, and in no way, shape, or form does it guarantee you success in the National Football League. And here is this guy. They looked at him. They go, okay, whatever. We see some good, but we don't see enough. So we're going to pass, 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 pass on you until the seventh round. And then obviously in a system, well, and it is a good system, yeah. he is flourishing. Well, ultimately, I mean, I, it's like a double-edged sword, to be quite honest with you, because it seems like the quarterbacks or guys at their position that go four years, mm-hmm. they actually get penalized because they figure that they weren't good enough to come out mm-hmm. early. You know what I'm saying? I mean, if you're there four years, they look at you like there's a reason why you were four years. Well, you know. I, well, I, look I, how they talk about Michael Penix. They're like, oh, he's already 20. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's yeah. it's definitely a negative to well, be older quarterback coming out. Yeah, it is. But, you know, ultimately, I mean, some guys maybe not good enough to go pro yet, or some guys just like to stay in the league, I mean, stay in college and work on their craft. Yeah, and they blossom after yeah. you know, at a different time. Exactly. Uh, Dempsey reminded me, Trent Williams also is a was a free agent. So I, I'm yeah, glad he reminded yeah, me of that because yeah. McCaffrey and Trent are mm-hmm. two of the best players in the Niners' uniforms on Sunday, and they both were acquired. I so guess our point is me of that. you're going to go a long way if you draft correctly. Yeah. And you mm-hmm. develop guys. Yeah. And you can make mistakes with that number three overall pick, and you're still exactly where you want to be. Yeah, and, and so the, the whole idea, and it's a constant pursuit, but it's draft and develop, draft and develop. It's not just one thing. You have to do both. And that's the coaching staff in, 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 in the environment that you put them in, which you have stated over and over and over. You come in, you've got to work, and they got to make you better. Yeah, and, and you know what? It, it can't be, can be learn on the fly. It, it, it's got to be something that's already in place. I mean, when I, when, listen, when I, when, I, when I went to Pittsburgh, there was no learn on the fly. They, they had already they had a, a proven concept of mm-hmm. building their players up to where, listen, all, all the guys in, in my draft class, they played. Me, Kirkland, Joel Steed, mm-hmm. Darren Perry, mm-hmm. all those guys. I mean, Davenport was in special teams. I mean, we all contributed in some capacity. And just take a look at Rice, another rookie oh. for the Kansas City Chiefs that has stepped in immediately mm-hmm. when they needed it. And if you take a look at the difference roster-wise between what the Chiefs and Niners were four years ago when they were in the Super Bowl, a lot of the changes those two teams have had to absorb, saying goodbye to big-time mm-hmm. players, by drafting well, yeah. by moving other guys in. Yeah. Those those guys that came with me in 92, all of them that were drafted, whatever, second, third, fourth, seventh, whatever, guess what? They were all starters within a year. Mm-hmm. I was a starter, Kirkland, Steed, Kendall Gammon, our long snapper, was a starter. Darren Perry was our starting safety. Yeah. I'm just saying, within a year's time, that you can't you – can't, you can't develop on the fly. It's got to already be something in place. So when you pull, when you pull a guy in the third or fourth, fifth round, you develop right. them, you groom them, so within a year's time, or even quicker, he can contribute right away. Well, the good news is that ESPN's NFL Nation reporters <clears throat> got together and they redrafted this past NFL draft from 2023. Mm-hmm. And guess what? They have the Jaguars selecting exactly who they picked, albeit he probably would have had to have been selected with the 24th overall pick as opposed to trading back, that being one Anton Harrison. Uh, so mm-hmm. if, if only for one pick, one first-round pick, you do have to give the Jags their, their flowers there because mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. hit on that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and it was by necessity. They needed to do it, but it doesn't mean that they didn't make a good choice. And 
as much as I can be a balky basher, I'll give credit where credit's due. And we always joke, well, who wasn't going to take Trevor number one? Well, they took him because they had that opportunity. And then the next year they had another choice to make and they may or may not have made the right choice uh, with Trayvon Walker. Uh, And then when you look at Anton Harrison by necessity, but there ain't nothing wrong with getting a guy that you think can play and be an anchor on your offensive line for a long time. And when it's all said and done, he may be your left tackle, your your anchor in the first round. Mm-hmm. He may stay at right at right tackle. We don't know, but here they are again, having to look at big men and thinking about one another first round pick at offensive line to make sure they take care of Trevor. And for what it's worth, so many people this time last year were you know Darnell Wright, Broderick Jones. Yeah, at this time, yeah, I was right. not hearing. I was hearing from people in the building, but I was not hearing a lot of national Anton Harrison. Oklahoma offensive tackles have this track record. And that's what's so fascinating is now with Tyler Guyton coming out. And part of that is that he's an absolute freak. Mm-hmm. And a Martin, the fact that he started, a Martian, the fact that he started as an H-back at TCU. And mm-hmm. now all of a sudden he's out here as a right tackle, potentially left tackle, depending on where you want to play him. Um, it's interesting that now all of a sudden the Oklahoma offensive line is getting its flowers. Yeah. Um, as far as the second round goes, pick 56, which the Jaguars also traded back for that pick, if you can believe it, uh, Chicago That's traded impossible. up. Chicago traded up to select Tyreek Stevenson. In this scenario, as opposed to selecting Brenton Strange, 56th overall, the Jaguars would select Carl Brooks, the defensive end out of Bowling Green, who I believe ended up being a day three pick of the Packers. And our friend Mike DiRocco saying the Jaguars' defensive line was a disappointment in 2023. Defensive tackle Devon Hamilton did not play at the expected level after missing all of camp and nine games because of a back infection. There wasn't. A, much of a pass rush aside from Josh Allen and Trayvon Walker, Brooks' four sacks would have been third mm-hmm. on the Jaguars. And so as much as we're talking about them potentially selecting another offensive lineman in the first or second round, right. we're also talking about potential edge rush as well. And, and these, these are two big needs for big men that haven't gone away. This football team still hasn't solved it as far as making sure that they have a battery of linemen, both sides of the ball. Yeah, I think, it's, win. I think it's defensive interior right now is, is as important or more. It's than, pretty dang important. They need to get younger on the defensive interior. They need disruptors on the defensive interior. I, what about the what about the kid uh, Swift from te- Texas? Will he be around? around I don't the, know, man. Because he's a monster, bro. He can stop the run and get out the Oh, yeah, no, it's Swift. 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 one of those Swift. guys is going to be around, I think. They're not going to be around by 17? No? Both those Texas wow. defensive tackles could go in the first 15, I think. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, we haven't brought this up, and we'll probably do it in the 1 o'clock hour, but guys that did flash at the Senior Bowl, guys that did yeah, make, that. make some plays because you could say it happens in a game or you can say it happens in the practice setting. Both of them are valuable, uh, but the amount of information that these scouts or coaches that work them out get, they, they, they get a lot out of that week worth of work because you could do different things there that you won't necessarily be able to do at the combine. You're putting them in practice settings and game settings, totally different than what you'll do at the combine. Well, I mean, you're putting, you're putting them in professional settings, which mm-hmm. is key. I mean, not only what you do on the field, but off the field. I mean, because whether you like it or not, the NFL is monitoring. Right. They're monitoring the guys who stay in the hotel, monitoring the guys who go out the hotel. All that kind of stuff. I mean, they, they want to see that because it's supposed to be a business trip. Mm-hmm. Out there to play, have fun. You, listen, all that can be done once combine's over and once you get, you know, once you in that first round. But we're right now, it's all about the business of ball. Mm-hmm. And some guys stay locked in. Some guys stray away. Either way, it's going on your resume. 
Tuesday's brought to you by Beaver Chevy and Beaver Toyota. Don't forget Beaver Chevrolet on Phillips Highway, Beaver Toyota, St. Augustine right there in the AUG on US-1. Definitely check both of them out when you're shopping for brand new or pre-owned. You will get a great deal and great service to go along with it. So we get in the 1 o'clock hour. Let's definitely do the Senior Bowl. Are we anywhere near where we're going to judge as far as we got four chilies that are being judged? Mm -hmm. We have how many wins? We can bring the results in. Yeah, Taylor Dahl said she has the results. How many? uh, Listen, listen, it's going to be a clean sweep, bro. Prime time is going to win it all. uh, Well, the problem is they pitted Joe against Matt. Oh, and and look. (laughs) Well, well, then we have definitely have at least one win. win. Exactly. And you know what else? JJ, see this right here? You're going to have at least one L, okay? Yeah, Yeah. that's true. You'll you'll have one loser because, look, I, I, I told Matt, I bow to him with the amount of work that he put into the brisket shells. That's that's creativity, bro. All I did was sling sauce. On, All I did on, was follow Taylor's recipe. Literally, she goes, "Here, make this," and I was like, yeah. "All right, yeah." But shout out to Southern Steer for not only providing the wings yeah. but also the brisket. Yeah. That Matt sent us a picture on what Friday, and and this thing was just it's unbelievable. I walk in there and, and she comes out with this twenty pound brisket. <laughs> it's it unreal. Like it's like this side of beef, and I was like, "All right, nice." I told, and it I, was uh, like that whole place is phenomenal. You got yeah. to go there. Well, I told TLD that 20 pounds, she says, if I don't get a slice of that brisket, I got a bag you, for yeah, it. You'll be in trouble. Ah. You, I gotta, Matt Hayes, looking will out be in for trouble. a round of applause. <laughs> uh, speaking of beef, let's talk about some linemen who stood out at the Senior Bowl. I already see the Knowles fans on the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures discussing Brandon Fisk out of Florida State. Where does he fit in? Because there's also. Plenty of folks who worry about that arm length, and will Trent Bulky actually like it? This is XL Primetime. We got losers, chain smokers, and boozers, and we got yuppies, we got bikers, and we've got thirsty hitchhikers, and the girls next door dress up like movie stars. Grilling up lunch with Leon and the Sausage Dudes. Sausage with a purpose on 1010XL. Between Friday's switch from rock and roll to truck songs when we were out at Leonard's and then the passing of Toby Keith and we're playing his best. And I'm telling you, you could go a mile long with the playlist songs from Toby Keith if you're a country fan. But who hadn't been in that bar, okay? Mm-hmm. That's kind of like Margaritaville for for country people and I can think of way back when Lazy Sands the Sandbar High Chaparral uh, Gingers there are plenty of people that are either in Duval or the SJC down in Florence Cove just so many good old you got one right now oh yeah well Sunset Sunset Sun, yeah, Sunset's not a, a dive but it is that a great bar that doesn't count it is that's a great your, bar that's your place yeah. man yeah it is a great bar and, 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 and by the way you'll, you'll, you'll see a lot of familiar faces on the bar stools, and then some other ones that aren't familiar, they need to get off the bar stool. Okay, <laughs> those are the ones that all of a sudden those snowbirds came showing up left say, and right. All those northerners. Yeah, they did. Those son of a guns. Uh, but Crowd rest in peace. Beach, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They do. They do. They load up. Pelicans and. I got a new neighbor, uh, Jim, uh, who moved in from Massachusetts, and so he'll be a part timer. So he's a snowbird. And, eh, you know, I like him. <laughs> But one. <laughs> Unfortunately, we're getting less and less 
hole in the wall bars. Yeah. Oh True. my gosh. Those yeah. ones that you can just like well, smoke cigarettes in still, and there's like one pool table. JJ, and, yeah. let's uh, let's invite these three into the conversation from Helmets and Heels last Tuesday, the place that Lauren Brooks went to. Oh, Cactus Jacks. Yeah. Lauren Brooks was at a bar that I wouldn't even really go to <laughs> in the middle of the forest. I have been, but I was shocked. They asked her if her teeth were real. That's how you know you're in a dive yeah, bar. Yeah, that is a dive <laughs> bar, man. Wow. No, you, you told when us. When they're impressed by your teeth. Yeah, that's beautiful. <laughs> that's literally in the forest. Yeah, it's like 15 minutes from my mom's house, but it might as well be... 15 years for my mom's time. <laughs> it's more than 15. A throwback no, in time. No, it's not. It really isn't. Yeah, a throwback in time. Are we talking the sticks? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because you go through the national forest. There ain't... It's on the edge of the forest, but yeah. it's nice. it's in there. You still have cell service there. Yeah. If you go yeah, another yeah. four or five miles, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. another hundred no feet. <laughs> oh, yeah. You lose cell service oh, wow. out yeah. there, bro. It's, you better be careful. Yeah, it's if you guys don't ever hear from me, that's where I am. I'm telling you. It's the Bermuda. Well, not only that, the problem is is like if you... If something happens and you can't call, you know, there's people that live out there. <laughs> JJ, am I not right? Yeah. Oh, they're harmless, but it's, man. It's, it's not deliverance. That's why brothers it's don't the Bermuda go Triangle. Brothers don't go in the woods. Yeah, Bermuda know. Triangle Central Florida is what it is, okay? I'm telling you right now, there's people that live out there. <clears throat> there is. Yeah. There's people that live out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a little worried about the ones that You know, that live- I love your Marion County, JJ, but yeah. it's a little bit... <laughs> yeah. The hills have the out. They live out get. there with their cousins. It's yeah, okay. You go in, you may never come out. Hotel California, right there in the... Uh, Ocala National Forest, but the old dive bars, you are right, because even we were talking about it the other day on, on Broadway, all the old oh, haunts yeah. have been bought up by by the high-dollar real estate Yeah, but what, what about some of the military little dive spots? They, they're still- oh, Mayport? They're still, yeah, Mayport. Uh, and, there's, uh, a, there's like a legion down in Orlando. You know, there's a Big Daddy's. There's heck, we like had- that. Joe, what was the old bar in Avondale? The old uh, dive, Monty's? Is it- well, there was Sam Wanlickers. Monty's, <laughs> I think, is what it was. <laughs> yeah, it might have been. Oh, my yeah. God. See, Ginger's no. is what uh, – I'm talking about Jack's Beach, and I think Ginger's mm. is still Ginger's kicking. is still kicking. Yeah. Oh, very much. Yeah, and, and and so and heck, we even have – like, I, I love my pool hall right there on Anastasia Boulevard, but there there isn't any smoking anymore. They mm. there, There's two of them that have you know, big, nice pool halls. No more smoking. Mm. And, and I like that. Sad. I like it, but it is kind of sad. <laughs> They're like smokers are like the one group of people we're still allowed to like treat like crap. Yeah, it's a shame. You're, you're the pariahs, or you used yeah, to be. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're the scum of earth. Oh, uh, all right. So I was one of you guys. Hit hit of that real quick because we got to bring this up. We haven't brought it up yet, but it's still worth of that. That just happened. Brought to you by Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. So Jacksonville's own and. Star quarterback at Georgia, Carson Beck. No, he's not going to the NFL. He's not injured. He just bought a Lamborghini. <laughs> Price tag? Bought a Huge. Lamborghini. <clears throat> Nasty cash. Bad omen. The performance model that he bought yeah. goes for, starts at $270,000. Oh! And I'm sure he got some upgrades. This is according oh. to On3 Sports. And... Via the Instagram of Atlanta Autos, where he got the car. Of mm. course, of course, that's the NIL. So that's I the wonder. S- and there's a picture of Carson with the owner standing in front of his black Lambo. With he's got he's got the the red red painted brakes, so uh-huh. it looks like you know red and black. Oh Georgia, yeah, a little yeah. nod to no. Georgia. Right, uh, but that's why I Carson's wonder. Carson looks really happy standing there in his slides and 
Of course, just a little sweatsuit. Very happy. Uh, now, but that's where, is, 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 is it temporary? Yeah, I was going to ask that. I was yeah. going to ask, is that a loner? Because if it's a loner, then yeah. Probably is. It, more, it probably more is a loner than he paid 200 some thousand dollars. It says Carson Beck recently yeah. purchased. Okay, well, if he purchased it. Mm-hmm. Lamborghini Urus Performant- Performante? Yeah, he got, he's got the Lambo uh, SUV, which is <laughs> Very nice. Italian. Very, very, very Italian, <laughs> right? Exactly. How very Italian. It's fragile. Yeah, for Chile. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, if I, and listen, if I'm, and if I'm at the old line. Performante, I guess is what it's called, if right? If I'm yeah. the old line, I'm saying to myself, a little help, please. Let me get us a loan or something, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, bro help, me, please. Let bro, me at least for, take I, it around the block. Done. He I'm, may have I'm done some for all of you them. Listen, you don't know how much. Well, Gino was our quarterback at Miami. You don't know how much I stayed on him for everything. Taking care of Bro, a lineman can't even fit in that car. I don't care. It doesn't matter. It's, it's the principalities. The principle and the principality. The principle is that you got a Lamborghini that we protect you. You can't get us a loan or something. I told him to go buy me a principality. He might have bought something for all the offensive linemen. You don't know that. Boy, I don't see it on the picture. You might have bought them all like PlayStations or something. PlayStation? I want no damn PlayStation. Hey, if they get them golf carts. I want to ride. But those dudes that are 20 years old want PlayStations. Okay, the guys that are protecting him this season, they want rides. Well, he's not mm-hmm. going to get him cars. Get him loners. Right. Utah, yeah. didn't they get every, the like, every, every scholarship every, player? Every player on the football team got a truck. Yeah. 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 There Which is, is uh, it, it is a new world. There's no doubt about it. Uh, but uh, Cersei was trying to get to the a free 17 inch sub, but that's all he wanted that that's one particular it. day. I mean, the Cersei, listen, su- the Cersei sub. Well, listen, I, I waited till I went pro before I bought my first car. But to be fair to Carson Beck, like, you know, the bling and everything. When you got your, you know, you got hit by the thunderbolt in Pittsburgh. When you're walking downtown Pittsburgh, and yeah. you, you know, but I was already paid, right? But you saw that Jaguar, I saw and the there Jaguar. was no doubt you it were was spinning in the showroom floor. Right. Absolutely, and, I was and, and explain to everybody once again what you did. You know what? I, I, I was going. My, my girlfriend at the time came in and moved with, moved in with me. Right. Bad choice. But anyway, she came in, moved in with me. Right, car not bad choice, girlfriend bad choice. Exactly, that part. So she comes in and she sees, she says, you got this bachelor. Oh, so you done moved up here and got you a bachelor pad. She said, we're going to get some furniture. So I said, okay, I didn't have a car yet, right? So we took a town car. We're going to this place to get some furniture. On my right, while we're driving, the guy that's driving us to the furniture place, I see a Jaguar dealership sitting on top of the hill. And on top of the hill was this convertible Jaguar, and it was rotating on the showroom roof floor. All right, and I was spinning my head with it, like you know how you look in the microwave waiting on your food. Yeah, that course. was me. That was me looking at the Jaguar. So oh. I went up there. I went to the, the guy knew exactly who I was. I was first round pick, whatever. So yeah, Mister Cersei. Hey, yeah, I said well, I want that Jaguar. He said, Oh yeah, well, let's go ahead and fill out some papers. No papers, no papers, cash. <laughs> he said, Fine. I think the Jaguar cost me twenty two. It was twenty two thousand. And you wrote a check, right? That I wrote day. a check. Yeah, that's like. That's like very Michael Corleone getting hit by the Thunderbolt. You know yeah, that, right? Well, you know. Boom. It happened. Yeah, well, you got it. I'm still shocked it was only 22. It was, it, I think then. it was 22. I believe it was 22. Yeah, that does blow my mind. Good for a Jaguar, right? <laughs> yeah, but see, here's the thing, though. I, I waited till I went pro before I acted right. fool. Now I ain't acted mm-hmm. fool before. You I were disciplined. Well, that's but, why. But again, to be, fair, must to be fair, if you had NIL back when you were in the Canes, we had Luke money, but it still wasn't. No, no, but I mean, if you had hit the type of NIL money he has, oh, well, comparatively, yeah. you would have bought a car, right? Maybe. I mean, I lived off campus. I caught the Metro Rail. I caught the Metro Rail to, rail to class every day. Now, what are we speculating that right. that he makes at Georgia? 
Well, we tried to get Denny. To yeah, Denny wouldn't share with well, us. Was there like a, a vague round figure? My guess is he's probably seven. around seven million dollars. No, 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 he's not. No, he's oh, not there. My probably, God. I, I heard just seven figures. From what from what I heard, if anything, he, yeah, I would think seven figures. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely seven figures. But I think he a he said no to more because they're trying to spread the wealth and. Wow, Tom, Tom Brady. He also, Brady you also have to understand he's. It's his total, the total value. Yes, like that it's not too. all just cash. He, it's also living arrangements, mm-hmm. it's cars, it's you know, it's right. well, it's helping out. Added it's up helping out. They've said to him like, like yeah, seven yeah. figures. Are, there's a big difference between making a million dollars and nine million. Well, then they've also said like you know, part of the value is hey, we'll give you airfare for your parents to come to every game. We'll give you hotel rooms for whoever <laughs> like, you want. Nope. Uh, did, my no, parents can fly right. themselves. I need all that. Uh, but that again. But well, wait, let's be very clear. George is not doing this. Yes. <laughs> yes. Of course not. It's the, the beloved boosters. It's the collective. Yes, correct. The beloved boosters. Right. We we Which have we heard any update on the Virginia and Tennessee versus NCAA? No, but we do have an update. Hey, let's hit a that about what happened at Dartmouth last night, JJ. That just happened. Brought to you by. Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Pretty appropriate as I saw Coach Campo walking into the building, and he texted me last night in a mm-hmm. panic about this. Um, so, up in New Hampshire, I know that's a different world, but up in New Hampshire, the NLRB ruled that the Dartmouth men's basketball players are technically employees of the university and are allowed to go forward with an election to create a union. So, a couple things yeah. that's going to get appealed. That's number one. But it's it's going to happen. At some point, it's going to happen. I don't know if this appeal will, will, will uh, be successful. Mm-hmm. But at some point, some bright or some bright plural, attorneys, representatives, agents, whatever you want to call them, are, are going to get a group of elite college football players together. And that's going to end it. That's mm-hmm. when the revenue sharing will begin. Didn't Northwestern yeah. already do that? They tried to do it. But again, it's... They're going to need more than just one team, especially a team like Northwestern. You're going to need like a major blue blood school. Right. You heard or, their vote or, to unionize, and nothing happened. Right, and that's. I always go back to the Missouri Missouri uh, situation in 2013 when there was the the um, the the poop swastika on the wall, mm-hmm. and the Missouri players said, you know, they didn't like the way the the, the university president was reacting to it. Mm-hmm. So they said, we're not playing against BYU this Saturday. We're not doing it. And they got and, rid of... Uh, and within days, the, the president... Gone. Yep, gone, and they're playing the game on Saturday. So yeah. these guys don't realize how much power they have. Mm-hmm. And, and once they do realize how much power they have, it's going to be quicker. We're getting quicker to the pay-for-play, to shared revenue, which is what this whole SEC, Big Ten, well, whatever yeah, you want to call it. They just got to be real careful because... Friendship. That's what this yeah. is all about. They're finding a way to navigate through what's down the road, on the horizon. It's getting... Closer and closer, and that's revenue sharing. Right now, the guys at the top, the guys who are riding around in Lamborghinis, it's going to be reined in a little bit whenever they do unionize. No, it won't, because it's it'll NIL. change. It will change. It's, it will change. There's there's nothing they can yeah. they, they You I, I can have a contract, okay? They can't take NIL away from players. I totally get it. I totally get it. So but that's when, not going to change. The thing that will change, I disagree. <laughs> as 910 pointed out, is that the sooner that these players become employees – that's when the portal can be limited, and the sport will look a little bit somewhat similar to what so it was before. Tr- what what, and then the when money they, gets when they, spread. When they start to the revenue share, then they'll have the ability to control movement, which is what they want. That's all the play. All the teams, the coaches care about movement. 
They don't care about the kids making money. They care about movement and roster management. So once you start sharing revenue, then you put contracts on these guys. And here's why the, why the NIL won't change, Joe. Mm. You're not going to have different levels of pay for different players. They're all going to make the same thing. That's my point. Right. And then at that point, the NIL comes into play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They'll still be paying the stars. You're still going to have NIL money. Right. They're still going to be paying the stars. I'm only simply saying that they're not going to be paying them as much because the universities are going to come back and say, hey, we need money on this side because now we are sharing revenue with our players. You have to pony up your cash or we're not going to be able to compete. And they're going to get some more more money coming back on their side. It's just the way it is. No, I'm just telling you, you you may think they're going to say that, but there's no – Leon, if you were playing, the university said you can't only you can only take so much because the rest no, has no, got to no, go no, to No, 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 no. You're getting you're missing my point. I'm not telling you that they can tell him that. I'm just saying there will be less available money. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I don't agree. With just that. less available money. I think it's, I think it's not going to change yeah. at all. Actually, mm-hmm. at all. I think it's just going to benefit the lower players on the roster who aren't seeing money, who should be seeing money because mm-hmm. they're all part of the process. Yeah. And then the NIL is not going to change. And I think they know that. I think they they're well aware of that. The point is. What they're trying to head off is something significant revenue sharing, like the NFL. Mm-hmm. They don't want it to be 50 50. Right. So they're going to do their best Heck, to kind of stay away from the 50 50 and make be, it like 70 30. 1 to 99 is what they want. Well, they're not, I mean, they, yeah. they're going to have to pay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Look, uh, all right. So that's, that's down the road and definitely when you kind of get a lot in, closer than you think. Yeah. But I'm just saying a sports fan just wants to watch their ball. I get and, it. And, and it, it becomes just way over the top in terms of dollars and where they're going to come from. And, but they are going to be leaning on their boosters big time to support them because they don't like giving up their money either, those universities. Ever heard of that? <laughs> they don't. Can I give you a bit of good news in Joe C. Mm-hmm. World? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Here's a that. JJ, let's do this. That just happened. Brought to you by Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Clayton Kershaw has reportedly agreed to return to the Dodgers for a 17th season as they are expected to sign that deal today. Oh, that curveball, that breaking ball. Look, I know he ain't the same, but he is one of the greats, so that's good to hear. I like that. Keeping him a Dodger uh, for his entire career would be great, that's for sure. Uh, Pitchers and catchers before long. Can you imagine? Uh, they're going to be reporting it's like a month or a month, a week away, right? Because yeah, it's yeah. right after the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, and you Gators. I mean, I know you're all about spring sports. They start their regular season in a week from Saturday, I believe. Hey now, yeah, because we have the baseball classic here uh, with a bunch of different teams that are going to be competing, right. and then we have, uh, of course, Florida and Florida State will be coming in. Um, but mentioning baseball, real quick, I'll do this because we're we're trying to get DJ Stewart on uh, with Mr. Hicken uh, because DJ Stewart, New York Met, but he's also trying to help uh, local baseball youth programs which is pretty cool and you can go see him at palm beach autographs uh february 8th which is two nights from now uh from 6 to seven thirty in the avenues mall i'll tweet out the details of uh, a dj stewart a met who's trying to help hustle softball which is pretty cool all right so speaking of spring sports and we've been trying to get into this now for days right the portal opens in april mm-hmm. for 15 days so after spring practice right players can go into the portal again Again, all they got to do is be in the portal. You don't have to transfer within those 15 days. Just be in the portal, and then you can transfer at any point up through the first day of classes in August. Now, Leon came up with a brilliant idea. We are calling it the Great Transfer <laughs> Portal Debate. Mm-hmm. So you're going to set this up real set quick. Up, you're just bro. teasing yeah. it. Well, listen, I, I was just looking on the internet, and I was I was a little bewildered by the transfer portal. And I was right. like, you know, I'm, I'm glad the glass can move and stuff. I was saying, I was saying to myself, you know, what if the all-time greats 
had a transfer portal. Mm. You know, would you take them? And I'm, I got a nice little list, only a five, five mm-hmm. guys. I did, I did running backs, I did quarterbacks, I did wide receivers, I did O-line, D-line, linebacker, safeties, and corners. So we'll just unveil so we, one position group. One position group today. Uh, yeah. it, it'll be the all-time greatest portals okay. players. All right. All right, let's have fun with that coming up. It's yeah. XL Primetime. We got Larry Brown, one of the Super Bowl stars on the Dallas Cowboys side with Coach Campbell coming up at 140 as well. This is XL Primetime, brought to you by Florida Home AC. Now that's cool on 1010XL. Cruising along on a Beaver Toyota, Beaver Chevy Tuesday, enjoying the 1010XL Super Bowl, or big game, big game, big game, <laughs> big game cook-off. That's a fine, that's a fine right here, 1010XL World Headquarters. It's XL Primetime, Mio, Brian, Josie, Matt Hayes, and Leon Searcy, who has an exciting new segment. You're ready to debut. I'm ready, yes, yeah, let's absolutely. let's do it. Well, I mean, this is this is based off their college career only, mm-hmm. all right? So we're, we're talking about the all-time Great college football players, if they were in the transport portal, who would you pick? Okay, that, that, do we that, need that, some background music for uh, this, JJ? Yeah, we, we could, we yeah. could if you want to. A little we could. college football music, So perhaps? we're going we're gonna to start at the most important position on the field, which is the quarterback. So mm-hmm. I'm going to give you five quarterbacks mm-hmm. who had outstanding college careers. I love that you admit that it's the most important position on the field. It is, unfortunately. But, but In I, other words, you do something so someone else could do something. Good. Exactly. There you go. That part. <laughs> so, so I'm going to do five. Okay. Right, five. Okay. These guys are all outstanding quarterback. And you tell me, for whatever team you have, which guy would you take in the portal? All right. All right. Number one, Joey Burrow. LSU. All right. He's in the portal. Okay. Number two, Cam Newton. Mm. Cam Newton is in the portal. All right. This is for your team. They help your team out. Number three, Timmy Tebow. All right, outstanding. I don't even need to hear the other ones. You know <laughs> <laughs> Number three is Timmy Tebow. Number four, Vince Young. <sighs> Vince Young. Wow. All right, and one more. We're gonna throw one more out there. Number five. Don't do it, man. Don't do it. Andrew Luck. Oh, I thought you were gonna say T. Frey. Oh, I thought you were gonna say Tommy Frey. Andrew Luck. Andrew, Andrew Luck, Luck was a great. Great college quarterback. So, I mean, out of those five, out of those five guys, they're in the transfer port. For your team to help you out and win, who do you pick? All right, so real quick, just on the face, one guy scored 20 on the ground, 20 through the air, first ever to do it. Mm -hmm. Another guy accounted for over 70% of his offense on his way to a Heisman. Mm -hmm. And then another guy quarterbacked a team that was the most prolific in the history of college football. That's that's rare air. It is rare air. I originally said Tebow – but, like, it's hard to forget that Cam Newton year at Auburn. Part of it, too. It seriously a video game Let character. me ask you this, JJ. Can you name me another player? Can you name me the wide receiver or running back on that Auburn team? Yeah, that's the thing. They weren't great. And yeah. their defense also. They had some players, but they had no business winning the national title. It was all Cam. And, and Tebow sort of had a stacked roster. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, good, you know, the Pouncey boys up front, really good run game. Obviously, Percy. You had Brandon Spikes and all those guys in those. So, you are correct. It was, they, were, they were loaded. I'd have to go back and look and see who else Cam had. Uh, all right, so I'm, I'm, I'm putting Andrew Luck at the black, back of the line. Right yeah, there. I yeah. agree. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, I had other options. I mean. Yeah, and put Tommy Frazier in then. It's Yeah, Tommy Frazier was special. Well, listen, it doesn't mean we don't have another five coming yeah. up a little bit we'll later on. Five. We just debuted this bad boy. 
We got, well, listen, you know, Joey Kings Burrow. working out right listen, now. I mean, Joey Burrow, what he did that year with LSU. Uh, Oh, yeah. It was gracious. Okay, but the receivers he had. I was going to say, let's go back to. Oh, my I goodness. think we all forget Vince Young. Is <laughs> yeah, what I think. Well, but also, wow. let's go back to, like we just said, the amount of talent that was around Timmy. Look at the amount of talent that was around Burrow. Mm-hmm. He had Clyde Edwards Hilaire in his backfield, probably the, the forgotten one, mm-hmm. along with. Jay Chettas and Chase. <laughs> yeah. Think of the guys of Chase, Jefferson, and Marshall. And, of course, the greatest coach in the history of college football. Yeah. Oh, Daggers. <laughs> oh. Come on now. And Ogeron, come yeah. go Tigers. And, and on the other side of the ball, yeah, K. Lavon. Well, K. Lavon. Let's Chase not on. forget about Chase on, man. Seriously. Oh yeah, of course. Well, we, we'll get to I mean, him when we get to the outside linebacker. Uh, JJ, I, I do have the 2010 Auburn roster. Are you ready for some of the names Absolutely. that went from Auburn to the NFL? So obviously, first on the list is Cam Newton, mm-hmm. Ontario McCaleb, mm-hmm. good, Darvin Adams, Emery Blake. Can't Brandon Mosley. Can't help you. Lee Ziemba. Cody Parkey, mm-hmm. the kicker. Never yep. forget. Yep. Zach Clayton. Nick Fairley. Okay. D Ford. Yeah. Ford I remember those were good. Corey Lemonier. Josh Burns. Nico Thorpes. Darren Bates. Chris Davis. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really. That's good. only a third of the roster, maybe. We're going back to 2010. Not a lot. Not not household names. Like in other words, they ran the table and they won it. If you go back to the time before that, they had that battery of running backs. Remember how great they had Cadillac mm-hmm. and Ronnie Brown and, and Brandon yeah. Jacobs and all that, and, and then Jason Campbell. So you're right. That's. Do you want to like just have a laugh? Go watch some of his junior college highlights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That season when he had to play there between Florida and Auburn, Blaine or wherever he a was, a man at. amongst yeah. boys. Oh my. Blaine. <laughs> yeah, it was Blaine Community College, something like that. I can't remember. Blaine. 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 I mean, is it in Kansas? Something uh, like no, it's in. I don't know. Didn't I'm gonna. Matter. I'm I gonna. It was in Oklahoma. I'm anyway. gonna stick with just the career. I'm gonna go with Tim Tebow. Mm-hmm. I mean, I already put my vote. In. Yeah, you guys remember how good VY was? It was. I do. Yeah, Vince Young was great. Team, yeah. That 05 season, my God, he was unreal. And Vince Young may have had the greatest exclamation point right. to his the college fourth and career. Nine, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, greatest great. exclamation he point. He just glided into the end zone. And if point. you're thinking about it, he was the first do everything of our, you know, of this time period that we're talking about. Well, Vic, uh, Mike Vic, 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 Vic yeah, but but he went to Natty. He did drag a Vatek team to the national yeah, title. Yeah, and they didn't win. They, they beat the hell out of him. Talk about a guy who didn't have a whole lot going along with him against Florida State. Boy, uh, Mike Vick would be. What in about that Eric Crouch? Even before that, or they, Eric Crouch was a year after Vick. Yeah, yeah, Crouch still has savage. Still has Rob, Rex Grossman's Rex Heisman. Grossman. Come on. <laughs> I don't even say Eric. My <laughs> answer is Cam Newton. You're going Cam? I'm, I'm going a, Cam Leon. I'm a, I was going to say final answer? Yes, yeah, Cam yeah, Newton. I'm going with Joe Burrow. Oh, I'm going to take okay. Joey Burrow right, that you, year. Joe, who you got? He's got uh, Timmy. Timmy. Timmy all day. Timmy, Timmy. I got, got B.Y. B.Y.? Mm-hmm. Okay. We each got good. one. Yeah. yeah. We each got one. There you go. Oh, J.J. 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 Cam Ward. All day. I know you were getting shades of Tyler Van Dyke as we were reciting that Carson Beck Lamborghini story too. Mm-hmm. It's it's a bad, yeah, it's a bad this was a, Van Dyke couldn't afford a Lamborghini. No, Tyler Van Dam. No, once he yeah, got that, it, be- once he got that Beamer, that was it. it was and a his wrap. was a gently used Beamer, if I remember correctly. <laughs> it wasn't even. No, it was new. It was new. It was new. Your boy, as soon as he got uh, that, yeah, he probably got it from, got it from he, Downhill. No, I'm Straight south. I'm telling you, what he probably got. He probably got it from Fields BMW right off of right down off of. 
Paul Gables. I'm telling you where he got it. Wherever he got it from, he went straight south. I know after he that. did. He That's that. why it's a bad omen, bro. He had. I'm gonna tell you the picture he took was even even worse. He had his leg outside and one inside posing for. I was like, well, oh, see, God, I've been meaning to talk to you guys about this Carson Beck photo. Yeah, because I guess I just. I don't understand fashion at all. With I, under, I get the sweats. He's just looking comfortable. But, like, the Yeezy slides to me look so stupid and bulky and dumb. Can someone show a picture? Have you guys seen this picture? Yeah, no. but I think he's yeah. just – but that's just who he is, man. Well, he's very that, unpretentious. That is the style. Those shoes are, like, in style now, and I just – I don't get it. I think, it's who, I think it's who Carson is. He's not a guy that's a – Showy, just, flashy guy. Just even though to, he just bought a Lambo. Exactly yeah. that part. Yeah, but like, think no. about think Do about. Do you not have slides, JJ? Yeah, not those. Not yeah. Those, those not are easy. like really fat and ugly. I, I think they're terrible. All right, think about where we are. I wear slides to work every night because this guy goes out nice. and does well a deal, done. coming off a stellar, stellar campaign. Did not win the SEC championship, but we know how good they were. Had that run anyway. Now you have Ole Miss recruits rolling up to sign their national letters of intent in Lamborghinis. In Lambos, right. Okay. In Lambos in Oxford. Okay, hotty toddy. So that is how much our college football world has changed. Just Yeah, but, I mean, yeah, I understand. Wrap your head around that. What do you celebrate? You didn't, win, you didn't win the championship. They're going to be good, man. Didn't win the Heisman. So. They got like they, they 13 impact FSU. players. They tried to pull an LSU. They're going to be this year's FSU is what they're going to be. Ooh. Ole Miss. Ole Miss? Yeah, they're going to be good. Oh, I thought you were talking, oh. yeah, I thought you were talking Georgia. about Georgia. Yeah, because Georgia's just a field goal uh, loss from, what, making it 30 in a row or right. 29 in a row. Right. All right, so we'll keep it going. Let's uh, say hello to Coach and one of his stars, Larry Brown, coming up here in just a second because this is going to be Cowboy v. Steel. You don't mind if we bring this um, Super Bowl back you, up? Are you? Now you ask me if I want mine. He's, he's coming on in two minutes. <laughs> He's still upset, man. Look at him. He's already oh, here. What are you talking about? This, right. was, this was staged. And by the way, we also have the results from the 1010XL okay. Super Bowl cookoff. That is also coming up next right here on XL Primetime. Let's ring up another guest on the All-Pro Roofing phone line. Oh, hello. Well, I tell you what. You talk Super Bowl in this room. We have guys with rings. We have guys that have played in it. We have guys that have coached in it. Uh, and it's a pleasure to welcome on one of Coach Campo's guys, Larry Brown. Now, I need to say hello to Coach first, and then Coach can welcome Larry in because we got a Steeler in the house here that played in the Super Bowl with Big Leon Searcy. And then Larry Brown on the Dallas Cowboys side. Coach, you ready to welcome him in? Absolutely. Larry, listen, hey, we are really excited to have you here in Super Bowl week. The guys are excited to talk with you, and uh, thanks a lot for coming on. Uh, thanks for having me, Coach. And I try to stay away from Big Searcy, boy. Hey, he was so athletic coming there trying to get these corners. I had to stay away from him. <laughs> well, listen, Larry, listen, I'm glad you should say that because it took me 28 years where I finally got you on the mic because on that first interception, you gave me the dead leg, and I came after you on that first interception. You gave me the dead leg, and then I went by you, and I, I don't know how many uh, cowboy – Coaches, I took out on your sideline, but if you had just let me tackle for you, it wouldn't have been that issue. I didn't know you could move like that. Hey, I, I'm just, I underestimated you. I'm, I ain't gonna lie about that. Well, well you know, I, I run like the wind blow, so I mean. <laughs> so uh, let's just let's just set this up, Larry, and then Coach can jump back in. But what is it like to have you know that amount of talent all come together on the biggest stage, biggest game, and play in a Super Bowl and win it? You know what? I, I think it's really you never focus. We never really thought about that. You, you focused on executing the game plan, doing what you're a coach to do, making plays. Uh, we knew that 
everybody on the field was capable of making plays, and you didn't want to be the guy that wasn't doing their job. So I'm not sure we sat around and worried about who was talented, who was not. It was more so, none of that mattered if you wasn't doing your job. So I don't think you want to be one of the guys in the huddle not doing your job because uh, they would call you out on that for sure. So I think we just focused on executing the game plan and making plays when you had an opportunity. Larry, let me ask you this. Uh, we get this all the time about, you know, when he gets ready to play in the Super Bowl, what the feeling is like uh, in the in the couple weeks. I've made the statement that the a lot of times the to win the, the uh, AFC or the NFC championship game is almost more exciting because you know you have to do that and then you're in the big one. But what's it like the two weeks before, uh, you know, going into the Super Bowl? What's the feeling with the players during that period of time? I think there's excitement, uh, obviously, to be there. Uh, I think uh, you guys did a great job in a sense that, hey, you know, let's get all the ticket requests, the family, the hugs, the kisses out the way, and, and let's move away and then go have get ready for football. And I think that's one of the most important. For, so the first week, you, you know, you're getting all your tickets and who's coming, who's not coming, that whole thing, and when you're getting there. But I think the week before is when you get a chance to really go prepare and focus on the game and get away from all the distractions. And I thought you guys did an excellent job from a mental preparation of preparing us and getting away from all that noise. Uh, there have been a number of teams that had many distractions who did not get away and, and carried over into the game. They weren't quite ready to play. You see, they weren't executing the game plan. And so uh, I think that week before, just getting away, getting your mind right, getting focused on what you have to do really makes a difference. Three-time Super Bowl champion Larry Brown joining us on the All-Pro Roofing Hotline. Larry, before we ask you about those specific Super Bowl matchups, maybe which one you remember the best, a moment, your MVP, uh, let's love on Coach Campbell a little bit more. He, I, I think at least once a month, brings up the story of how he found you at TCU, selected in the 12th round of the NFL Draft by the Dallas Cowboys. We're also, of course, as we're talking about the Super Bowl, talking about Senior Bowl, East-West Shrine Game, these showcases, the upcoming combine. Walk us through your road to the National Football League. Um, so my road was I had a chance to go play in the Blue-Gray All-Star Game. I was able to get MVP over there. Went to the NFL Combine. I remember camps coming to work me out a few times uh, over at TCU. Uh, I didn't know back then, I didn't know how the process went and how you got drafted, how you got evaluated. I just, you know, had a pro day, did the things there, the workout that they asked. Uh, when I got to the Cowboys, you know, uh, camping, I was blessed enough to get picked. I was the only defensive back that got drafted that year. So even though I was a 12th rounder, I was the only new guy to the room as it relates to being a rookie. So a lot of attention as it relates to when you're a rookie, you like to share getting beat up on. <laughs> Unfortunately, I was by myself. So – we had veteran guys, and so it was all about getting the rookie to do things right. And so I didn't know if camp even liked me. You know, I I think I got screamed at so much I used to have nightmares. <laughs> but um, uh, but I kept working hard. He kept working with me. Uh, fundamentally, uh, the biggest thing I, that I remember for me was the commitment to my technique, my fundamentals, and camp really worked with me and stayed on me about that. Even to the point, I promise you, I don't think I ever told Campbell this. I didn't even know I made the team. Mm -hmm. So on the final day, I asked my guy, I said, I, did I make the team? He said, hey, did Bruce Mays come talk to you? I said, no. He said, then I guess you made the team. <laughs> so I was a 20-year-old rookie. I, I didn't know any better. So, But uh, I was very fortunate. And I can say this, Dave Campo is an excellent football coach. I mean, he is the best defensive back coach 
that I've ever had to get you ready professionally, mentally, physically, everything you need to be a great football player. Uh, There's no way. There's no Larry Brown out Dave Campo. Let let me tell you this. Campo loves on you all the time, all the time. So you don't have to worry about that. And and you're right. He is a fantastic coach. So, Larry, we hear players all the time talk about it's you know it's a different game, but you got to just focus and tell yourself that it's not a different game. It's the same week. Is it difficult as a player when when you're at that moment, you're five ten minutes from the game start, and your name's announced, you're running out of the tunnel. Is it difficult to keep that mindset? Well, let me say this: we got screwed, and I don't think Dave and them ever mentioned this. Jimmy was superstitious, so our offense got announced the first Super Bowl. Right. And they didn't want to change tradition. You know, they were very superstitious. So the offense got announced on all the Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that, that pissed some of the defensive players off. So we really wanted to go play well. And so I don't know if it was done intentionally or if it was just to put a chip on our shoulders. But um, but we're still excited to play. And again, like I say, you're so caught up in the moment that you're ready to go play. And I think Campbell said something very important. The role that we had, either you played Green Bay, then you had to play the 49ers, and those in all intents and purposes were Super Bowl games itself to get there. So by the time you made it to the Super Bowl, we felt you're going to win it because you probably played the two or three best teams in the league in your own side. So uh, you're ready to get the game going. You're ready to go play, and uh, you're prepared. You've been waiting for this moment. And I think each Super Bowl for us is a little different. The first one we went to, we were not expected to be there. And all we heard was how we wouldn't beat the 49ers and Candlestick. Then we heard there's no way you're going to beat Buffalo. And, you know, they've been twice and you're not going to beat them. So, again, we were the underdogs. The second time, you know, people started to think, okay, maybe they are for real and we'll see. The third time we expected to be there. So, I think each Super Bowl is a little bit different from us. and um, But the approach is the same. Go win the game, finish it. And uh, being prepared, you know, you don't want to come home a loser. Now, Larry, that's a good segue. What I was thinking about, you know, by the way, this is very therapeutic for me right now. I'm dealing with a lot of issues right now, and I appreciate you coming on the radio show to help me out with that. But listen, when you, when you I think about Super Bowl Thirty, uh, the, the one aspect of the game that you could, that, that I I can expound upon is the fact that y'all played like, especially early on in the game, y'all played like y'all had been there, which y'all had been there. So y'all had all the experience of playing in the Super Bowl, and we started slow. We y'all before you know it, y'all were up ten to nothing in the first quarter, and we're, we're moving along. Now you look at the two games. You look at the two teams this year. They've both been in the Super Bowls in the last couple. How important it is? How important do you think with the Niners and the Chiefs that these guys have already been there, done that, so there won't be any, you know, there won't be any nerves as far as the game goes, so they can just go out there and play. I, I think these games come down to what they always come down to: quarterback play, uh, turnovers and big plays. Who's going to make the big plays? Who's going to prevent the big plays? And there's going to be a couple of plays here and there that can change the outcome of the game. Uh, which key, which team's going to make it? Now, obviously, I think San Francisco uh, has a little more pressure because they got a younger quarterback. Doesn't mean that he can't get it done. Mahomes is, you know, Superman right now. So, obviously, I think the quarterback edge goes to him. But you got to play. And uh, so, whoever plays the best, whoever makes the least mistakes, uh, whoever doesn't turn that ball over, it's going to come down to a kick here or there or a play here or there, and they always do. And uh, same thing with you guys' games. You know, you guys came back, kicked the onside kick. The whole momentum changed on us. Uh, had a surprise onside kick right after the half. We wasn't ready to prepare for it, and it changed the whole momentum of the game. So 
And who can who can weather the storm? There's going to be some swings. Who can weather the storm? I think those teams who do the best, they're going to come out victorious. Larry, tell these guys a little bit about uh, the excitement of playing San Francisco when Jerry Rice was one of the receivers and John Taylor was the other one and Steve Young, the quarterback. Uh, what was it like? I, I've told these guys that we, we pressed a bunch of times during that those ball games. Uh, what was it like the first time you lined up against Jerry Rice? Well, I'll tell you this. Either it's arrogance or not, because Tampa and those guys didn't give a damn who we played. They're calling their defense, okay? <laughs> hey, press Jerry Rice. Are you sure? Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> but we didn't know any better. We were young, and, you know, we have to execute the game plan, and it showed the confidence that they had in us to get the job done. And, again, like I said, we were – I think my first Super Bowl, I was 21 years old. I think when I got drafted, I was 20. My first Super Bowl were 21, second, 22 years old. So, But you still had to do your job. And, and they had enough confidence and they prepared you enough that they felt comfortable with you doing those things. So, you know, when I was younger, you didn't know it. But as you get older, you appreciate the confidence that they had in you, the preparation that got you there, because those are great matchups. When you, when you look at those matchups, those Steelers-Cowboys matchups, the 49ers, Brent Jones, Jerry Rice, John Taylor, Ricky Waters, Michael Irvin, Alvin Harper, they were incredible matchups. And so we were very fortunate to be prepared, have great coaching, uh, to focus on our technique to be able to handle those guys. And we were able to come away with the win with it. Now, now, now Larry, you got to tell me this, though, because you got to remember, Coach Johnson was my coach at Miami for two years. Mm-hmm. Jimmy was very tactical in some of the stuff that he did because I tell people this all the time, that I feared losing – more than I enjoyed winning at Miami. Was that same approach? Was that same approach uh, brought to Jimmy when he was a Cowboys uh, head coach? I would say this: I'd never met anyone in my life that hated to lose more than Jimmy Johnson, and I didn't understand that. I recall one time we we're on a plane ride back. We're eleven and one. We just lost. I think we we're ten and one, eleven and one, and we're in the back of the plane having a good time, like we always cut up. Jimmy comes back, and everyone's like. What's the problem? He said, do you guys know something that I don't know? We, we think he's been drinking and whatnot. We just lost, and you guys are back here smiling. Do you know something that I don't know? Plane got quiet the rest of the trip. And as I got older, I realized the message was you never accept losing. Yeah, we're feeling good. We're only 10-1. and one. We're still, you know, feeling pretty good about ourselves, at 9-1, and whatever it was at that time. But the message was you never accept losing, and you damn sure don't get over it that quick. So losing has to hurt. And I used to see that, you know, that's what it was for us. If we lost, you felt pain. Like if I had a bad game, my wife couldn't talk to me for a couple of days. Because if you don't feel it, it doesn't mean that much to you, you're probably not going to be playing for championships. So I think that's a lot that we learned from Dave and that staff about what it means to win and how it feels to lose. And we want that other side more. We don't ever want to feel – this side of it, yeah, and it's, that's the losing side. Yeah, it, it, awesome story, and that is the way the mindset you got to create. So before camps uh, turns you loose, uh, who do you like Sunday? I can never go for the 49ers. Good for you. Period. And so I'm going for Kansas City because I hate the 49ers. How about that? <laughs> that's a good answer, <laughs> Larry. I've said the same thing. Listen, a champion is a champion until they're not. Right. That's, that, it. that's, that's it. That's correct. 
Well, listen, I just want you to know uh, that uh, I was going to wear my Super Bowl ring in and I was going to wear a hat with Super Bowl <laughs> 30, but I didn't want to disrespect Leon, but you did it for me right there. You got him pretty good. Listen, well, hey. Well, Camp, I'm headed to Vegas on Friday, and I'm wearing all cowboy gear, brother, the whole time. There you go. That we did, And listen, we need Zimmer to get back there and get things right. Uh, hey, I hope so. I'm hoping for it. He does well. I think he's what they need. Hey, listen, thank you so much. I know you did this amongst a lot of things today, and uh, we really appreciate it, and we'll talk again soon. Love you, man. Hey, anytime, guys. Thanks, Larry. Warms my Thanks. warms my heart whenever you get to hear Dave Campo. Hey, talk to his former players, but Larry, like Matt's not kidding when, when Matt says we hear about Larry Brown at least once a week, and so great to have him join the program. Yeah, and, and just that, that experience, and as we get ready to say goodbye to you, Big Sirs, it does – Bring those memories back. I'm going to need the Toms. <laughs> uh, Coach Campo, do you want to come in here to the studio? He was sitting in, for those of you not watching on YouTube, Coach Campo was seated at JJ's seat for that interview. Could we get a drum roll or something, JJ? Because it's time to announce the winners of the 1010XL Super Bowl cook-off. We begin with the chili category. Mm. The winner is... Sam Nelson. You know what? You were worried about him. Sam's was good. I told you I'm worried about the quiet guy. (laughs) Got to give it up to Sammy. Um, Yeah, let me give a little cheer for Sam. Way to go, go. Sam. They were all good. They were all good. And uh, that was the one when I tasted it. I'm like, this one's the most similar to mine. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, congratulations. We move to the wings. Still have the deviled eggs record. <laughs> you do. The wings Absolutely. pitting Brent Hopkins against Leon Searcy. Here with we go. all of the meat provided, of course, by Southern Steer. And the winner is Leon Searcy. Yeah! They did the right the thing. Double Listen. grease, double fried. What what, what was the uh, marinade? Sriracha. And sriracha. Uh, double grease, double fried, <laughs> double sriracha, double hot sauce with some Nashville pepper. Yeah. And hey, look, Mountaineer Man, Mountaineer Man represented too. I, I give B-Hop uh, credit. His, Absolutely, yeah. yeah. His were good, two flavors. Uh, mm-hmm. But, yeah, when I walked in and tasted yours, son. Mm-hmm. That's what I said. That's what I <laughs> let's, appreciate. Let's jump to the, the potpourri, the other category, which included Matt Hayes' brisket stuffed mac cheese, Joe Cowart's, what did we call it? I call it crispy competition chicken. <laughs> crispy competition chicken, Mike Walk, Molly McDonald's mac and cheese, and the winner, Matt Hayes. Oh! oh brisket stuffed two mac for prime and cheese. Time, baby. Two. Very Two creative. cooks of the group here. Yeah. It was creative. I got to give a special shout-out to Taylor Dahl. It's yeah. a recipe, yeah. man. I yeah. just executed, that's all. Yeah. And the good news is Taylor Dahl was our winner in the appetizer handheld with nice. her potato skins. Oh, those oh, were delicious. Those were, good. Those were fantastic. Good. Uh, Gus Bus, the, the winner in the dip category, edging mm. Spielberg. I got to get Marsh some of that. With the French onion dip, it was well, fantastic. Yeah, Gustavo. Nice. Gustavo famous for almost losing his avos in the, uh, in the dodgeball competition. Because Mountaineer Man almost took I him off. I didn't know that. And oh half God, his yes. face in yeah. Breaking Bad as well. Yeah. Yeah. Still rallied <laughs> to make that uh, French onion dip, which was great. And finally, our winner in the dessert category, which... Denmark, Denmark, I, Denmark, Denmark. I was walking through the halls during the last break because I had to ask Ken Brady something, and he said to me, have you tried the chocolate pie from Jeff Prosser? And I said, no. He said, it is a sugar high waiting to happen, and it is the winner oh. of the dessert category. But to be Whoa. fair, isn't that Mrs. P's pie? Yes, it's not his really wife his. Made it. Maybe, maybe. 
maybe. Right. We don't Come on, know. Prof. No, I think he that. admitted that. <laughs> yeah. And um, look, she's part of the family too. So. Well, Coach has a different winner. He had about nine helpings of Denmark's <laughs> bread pudding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, three, 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 three trips back. Oh, banana three. pudding, excuse me. <laughs> so, Pockets, if you're driving back from the golf course right now before you uh, before you produce Hacker After Dark, uh, you got a fan in Coach yeah. Camp. You're a winner in Coach's <laughs> eyes. All right, we head into the uh, 2 o'clock hour. Big stars, thank you. All right, I'm we, out. We enjoyed it, that's for sure. It's XL Primetime. XL Primetime's Coach Dave Campo is brought to you by Bold City Heating and Air. Online at boldcityac.com. Coach Campo already got the motor running, ready to rock and roll today in the 2 o'clock hour, already bringing on an MVP guest, which we totally appreciate. And he's got a full belly of uh, Denmark's Denmark's dessert, okay? Was it banana pudding? Banana pudding. Banana pudding. A lot of sugar in there. I'm fired <laughs> up for this show after eating all of that. You're ready to go. I tell you, I'm wired. And by the way, on the text line, someone else uh, used the dessert category to deliver one of the funniest texts ever, but... We'll just leave that on the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures. Uh, and so we, but we, but rock and roll. You know the thing I got to say before we can talk any football is Super Bowl parties are about everybody coming together. So it's nice to have a round of applause to everybody who put it yeah, all together absolutely. today to make sure that we had a, a good spread. Thanks again to Southern Steer. Yeah, yes, exactly. big thank you really to Southern Steer. Yeah. I didn't eat anything where I was like, this kind of sucks. No, yeah. and I overheard Molly. I was expecting at least Molly one of say as we walked past, she was like, honestly, with all due respect to Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. Super Bowl food, the spread, the cook-off, maybe better. Uh-huh. Maybe well, better. I agree with that. I am ready to roll the grill out uh, out in the parking lot and just crank on Memorial Day or <laughs> or or Fourth of July or, anything, or right? something. The queen of the building yeah, also yeah. looked in here and looked at me and goes, "Okay, so what cook-off are we doing next month?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'll say this too: um, it is it is funny when we offer up athletic events. Maybe the the sign up isn't quite like the sign up for cooking events in mm-hmm. this building. <laughs> we so. like to eat. We like to eat. And people do like to cook. Uh, yeah. People do like to cook in this building. Yeah, some creativity, that's for sure. All right, coach. So, uh, yeah, I want to just kind of get into the Super Bowl as much as we can today and Friday with you uh, as far as what to look for in this game. But you hear Larry Brown and you and you hear the the memories and obviously you were right there with him, but the recollection, that's how big these moments are, aren't they? Absolutely. I, you know, I think the things that, uh, you know, you remember things from your past, but when you're in a situation where, look, you know, in any field, it doesn't matter whether it's football or whether it's broadcasting mm-hmm. or whatever, you want to be the best that you can be. Mm-hmm. And, and when you get into a situation like playing for a Super Bowl, you remember that day. I mean, the things that I remember, you know, I can, I can sit here and, and see Michael Jackson performing wow. 20 feet from me, That's you know, cool. when we came out after halftime. You know, the things that stick out to you are, mm. are, are just – it's like you were right there. So I remember the Jets coming over. I think I've said yeah, this before, yeah. the Jets coming over. Everybody – no one had a dry eye in the, in the entire – in that first one in 92, and, and, and you felt like you could just – reach up and grab one of them, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so it's pretty pretty darn cool. And, and, you know, for Leon's part in this, Matt, is that you think you're going to get back, and you, you really are never 100% sure that you're going to get back. And the classic is Dan Marino says, I'll be back, and he never was. George Kittle, they had it on NFL Films the other night, when they lose to Kansas City, he says, this is not going to be the last time I'm here, you know, that type of deal. Right. you got to believe it. you got to believe it. But it, you got to have some luck on your side. I mean, how many, how many guys were that – 
close. I mean, this franchise, mm-hmm. Miles Jack. Yeah. How close was, it, was this franchise to getting there? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Will they ever get there? That's the question. Yeah. So I mean, you could you could go literally every franchise in the league, right, Coach? Uh, absolutely. And it's, a- it's you're that close. Yeah. And and to be honest with you, uh, you know, there's only been four teams go back to back. You know, there's been some teams go you know once and then two three years later or whatever. But you know, I look back and and one of the things that really sticks out to me going back is the Buffalo Bills. Yep. They four went falls. four times in a row. Now they lost all four, but that was a great football team. Mm-hmm. And they should have probably won one of those at least. Probably the first one. Yes. If not for yes. a certain field goal. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So because that was the closest one. Yeah. Right. And that that's how the final play. And that's how how tough it is. And for them to do that, I look back and I say, hey, that group of Kelly and and Reed and the Thomas guys that played for and, Thurman yeah. Thomas and and you know poor Thurman Thomas fumbled in two of them that right. were huge. Right. You know, so it, it comes down to, just like Larry said, it comes down to, like in every game, you hear me say this a hundred times, it's two or three plays or four plays that make the difference in, in these games when it's, they're so close. Your 94 team was good enough to win it all. Absolutely. No no question about it. If we had, if I wasn't stupid and talked us out of taking Deion Sanders the year before, uh, you know, <laughs> for that year in 94 and let him go to San Francisco – because uh, yeah, he killed be, you guys in the we championship. Pro- we probably yeah. would have won four in a row. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, to be honest with yeah, you, because that. there was yep. no way that San Diego would have beaten us, and and there was no way they were going to beat the San Fran. Right. Yeah. I'm glad you brought up the back-to-back stat because it's underappreciated, I think, across sports. Someone reminded me yesterday at TPC at the Players Championship Media Day. There's never been in the 50 years of the players a back-to-back champion, and I don't think it's just golf and football. We've seen it in Major League Baseball since the Yankees, right? Mm, yeah. I mean, you, the early you, you saw the Giants win every other year over a six-year stretch, but it's been hard to come by. And right. I think that back-to-back thing is is so fascinating. So I'm glad you brought that up, Coach. Yeah. Um, I wanted to read you this from one of my former colleagues at FCN, um, who's a good friend of mine. Doesn't work here anymore. Works in the Houston market, um, but is a diehard Cowboys fan. When the news broke about Toby Keith mm-hmm. this morning. Yeah. Mm. Toby Keith is part of a core memory for me, only because Should Have Been a Cowboy was a song on the Dallas Cowboys Super Bowl VCR tape. Is that a core memory for you, Coach? It, it, it is, absolutely. I text Barry Switzer today. Barry is uh, and and Toby were great friends, you know, the Oklahoma sure. connection. Yeah. And, you know, I text him and I said, hey, I'm really sorry to hear of his passing. You know, I've been in his bus. I've been close to him. Uh, you know, he uh, and he... You know, he's, he, he, he is a, an icon, in yeah. my opinion, as far as, you know, people liking him and, and just being a tough American right. patriot, you name it. Yeah. And, uh, and he said, I've been up all night with people texting and calling mm-hmm. about that. He said it was an interesting thing he said, which is very true. He said that it, it, we knew it was near the end, but it's still a shock yeah, it is. when it happens. Yeah, because he went through a grueling, sad end, which is just terrible. Right. Uh, cancer is just uh, – Stomach cancer, too, yeah. as Matt said. Yeah. I mean, it's the fact the, that yeah. he made it the three years. Yeah, yeah. just the worst, just the worst. Yep. Uh, well, in the name of you winning Super Bowl uh, a number of times, three Super Bowl rings that you sport, uh, let's hand out some Super Bowl props and then let's get into the game coming up. So here's what we got. You have – J.J. will take five callers – We'll get three props each. You got to make sure that you can 
at least get two of the three to get in the winner's circle, and then you go into the drawing to see who's going to win some prizes from all my beer boys uh, from the Golf Club of Southampton. So 641-1010, some prop pets, some prop bets coming your way, courtesy of JJ. This is XL Primetime, brought to you by Florida Home AC. Now that's cool on 1010XL. 20 minutes past the 2 o'clock hour on a Bieber Toyota, Bieber Chevy Tuesday edition of XL Primetime. Coach Campo hanging with us the rest of the way as we get you set for the big game. Ah, there, I got it right that time. The big game on Sunday between the 49ers and the Chiefs out in Sin City. Joe C., uh, prop bets. Mm-hmm. Wait, have... what's the deal with that? Like, you can't actually say Super Bowl? because like, Well, we can say No, it you just can't it. sell. You yeah. can't like, have if, a sponsorship. If I was like, hey – we're selling, you know, 1010 t-shirts at the Super Bowl party. Then we could probably get in trouble. Ooh. But we could just say Super Bowl. Yeah. If you're talking Super Bowl, you can yeah. talk Super Bowl. You just can't have it in an ad. So it doesn't like there's isn't like some NFL it's sensor copyright. that automatically beeps it out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey, believe it. Hey, you want to know how far the NFL went? They tried to copyright the big game. And then Stanford and Like, what would we have called it then? Yeah, I know. I was like, give the me a showdown break. and wherever. Like, <laughs> you can't you know? have it all. 58. Yeah, you can't have it all. Uh, so when we look at this game, and we went through this earlier, Coach, and if you were doing a, just a back, you know, schoolyard pick em, and you'd go through the line, it wouldn't take long for San Francisco to have just a few more players than Kansas City, but you can't help but acknowledge talent on both sides of the field. This is how evenly split this bad boy is, and it is going to come down to what you always say, singular moments in these games. Well, there's no question that if you look at uh, marquee players, Mm -hmm. San Francisco has the most. Mm -hmm. But as far as a team goes, I'm not sure Kansas City isn't more diversified in what they can do. And I think that's the the key. And, you know, you know who I'm picking already, Mm -hmm. I think, from Mm -hmm. the other day. But Mm -hmm. uh, uh, when you got a rookie quarterback and you got a – Superman, mm-hmm. you, you know you gotta you gotta lean towards the Superman. All right, so here's one. Like. Here's one that got me a little bit, and I think I have the number right. Fifty-eight flags against the Kansas City Chiefs line. Is that going to catch up to them? It could. I mean, you know, those are key plays. Big number. I mean, that's a big number. Those are those are key plays, and you know, the, uh, to be honest with you, there've been a lot of teams though that have been able to get through penalties. The turnovers are much much more. Uh, damaging than the penalties are. But if a penalty is in a critical situation, it doesn't matter whether it's an offsides or whatever. You get behind the chains uh, or in front of the chains if it's on defense, right. uh, it'll hurt you. And so, so they have to be really careful with that for sure. And San Francisco got some guys that can rush the passer. Mm-hmm. So the offensive line is going to be on a little bit of pressure, this for sure. So I keep on thinking of a couple years ago, the Bucks and the Chiefs, and the Chiefs had the problems on the offensive line. They couldn't block anybody, and the Bucks literally got home with four. They played two safeties high, and they just absolutely crushed Mahomes. Is that possible that the the Niners could be in that? Because the the tackles and the Chiefs, you know, like you've been saying all along, just yeah, kind of yeah, iffy. They, they, and I have an update for you, got, you there, Matt, yeah. because Andy Reid just met with reporters and called it a long shot for left guard Joe Thune, the Pro Bowler, to be mm-hmm. able to play on Sunday. Yeah. So you you've got Boza and Young on the edge. You got Armstead in the interior. If they can get home with four, that's going to be a problem for the Chiefs. Right? Absolutely, I think you you know Mahomes invites you to to pressure. You know that's what he wants. And right. It, 
and if they're moving, you have no choice. Right. You have to go after them. You know, you somewhere along the line, you have to go after them, and he invites it. Mm-hmm. So if you can get home with four and you can play coverage, you're in much better shape. Uh, you know, Pacheco can hurt you, though. You know, if you're sitting back there and, and, and playing a, sh- a short box, okay. you know, he can hurt you. Which you know, ex- you got to be able to change up with it. Yeah. Explain that a little bit because uh, if Mahomes does struggle, like you said, it's they'll drop guys in zone. But, yeah, that, explain that. Well, uh, you know, if you, if you have to come up and, and use one of your safeties mm-hmm. to stop the run, uh, you know, that goes to man coverage mm-hmm. a lot of times. Mm-hmm. You, know, you can play a three-deep zone, I guess, but – but if you have to do that, then I, I think uh, th- that's an advantage for Mahomes. Mm-hmm. But if you don't do that and you sit back in coverage and you have what we'd call a light box, meaning you don't have that eighth defender in there, mm-hmm. then Pacheco is good enough. I mean, he is, he's uh, good enough to, to, to go get you. And, and you look at Jawan Taylor. Just take Jawan Taylor. Mm-hmm. If Jawan Taylor has to pass block all day, he's going to have a problem. Yeah. He's going to get a holding penalty here or there. He's going to get a, a, a legal procedure or whatever, you know. But if if it's a run game, he's not going to have any problem. He can come off the ball and run on you. So it really comes down to how the game is going. And Matt's right. If you can sit back there and, you know, if they're can, if they getting there with four and, and Kansas City's not running the ball very effectively, that's, that's in San Fran's favor. And we know that Isaiah Pacheco has been battling a toe injury over the last few yeah. weeks. Andy Reid also just telling reporters that Jarek McKinnon is not pa- practicing this week. There was some optimism. Maybe he could be activated off the reserve injured list to give that that you know running back room a little bit of a boost because that's a lot on Pacheco. And we've talked so much about what the, that offense looked like in the second half of last year when they did lean into the seventh-round rookie. Right. At the same time, I'm not sure you could put it all on him either. And, you know, obviously it helps having Patrick Mahomes there. Right. But having that stable of backs going up against that formidable front of the Niners, I think that's kind of a mismatch if it's all on Isaiah Pacheco. Well, yeah, Hilaire is not bad now. I mean, yeah. you know, he, I mean, he was banged up going into Baltimore, but at least getting a little healthier. Yeah, and, and so to me, though, Pacheco is going to play. I mean, you know, in this game – well, you're going to have to have a, a, a something in a sling or a cast before somebody's <laughs> not going to play. I can tell you that because he was he was more at risk two Sundays ago. Yes, than than I would assume this Sunday. Right. They're going to make sure he's ready. All that extra amount right. of rest. And Jarrett McKinnon, same thing. At least give him that extra rest. Joe Tune, I don't think it's going to happen with him. I just don't think yeah. it's going to play because of the peck and the right. what, what seems the seriousness of it. But you're coming down to again the pressure. Is Chase Young now more comfortable, along with Armstead and Bosa and all those guys, to yeah. where they can wrinkle it up on that side? Uh, what does Steve Wilkes do? You know, the thing is, Coach, you look at those two games where they were on the ropes defensively against Green Bay and Detroit. Right. Steve Wilkes got to be looking at his call sheet. You're a defensive coordinator by by you know by heart. You know, and what's going through his mind? Now he's got another amazing offensive weapon to try and say. <laughs> When you get to the playoffs, they're all that way. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? You know, there's no, there's he's. Listen, I promise you. Uh, we were talking about the young lady from USC that mm-hmm. was in the gym at one o'clock Juju. in the morning. Yeah. I guarantee you, Wilkes and Spagnuolo are up yeah. to about one one thirty, two o'clock in the morning, yeah. getting ready for this one on Saturday night. I promise you. Yeah, it's it's funny because I I am kind of leaning against the grain 
betting against Mahomes again. Are you really? Yeah, just kind of leaning in that direction. Why? I just because of the the number of players that, that San Francisco has. But what what Steve Spagnuolo did against Lamar Jackson was as important as anything in that game against Baltimore. He really. He basically locked up yeah, every um, lane. Their defense all season has been just, yeah. just way underrated. Yeah, yeah. way just, underrated. He no just question. locked up every lane and said, "Lamar, you, you, you don't have anywhere to go. We're not going to come after you. We're just not going to give you an outlet to take off." They locked run. down this team on the road week two. Yeah, locked them down that offense. Yeah, yeah. So that's the part that I'm trying to figure out. All right, we'll keep it going with our discussion uh, with our head coach. So JJ. You handed out a handful of prop bets. Every one of them includes a Swifty, right? And they do, yes. Okay. So, Everyone's very excited. I know they are. About <laughs> the Swifty prop. <laughs> so we got a Swifty bet on each one of these, but we might try and get you one more time before the uh, show is done. Get in on our prop bets. We'll do them, of course, over the next uh, couple of days as well and make sure you're in. As many prizes as we can pull out, we will, but you got to at least nail two of those three prop bets. So we'll give you more chances coming up. Uh, we haven't talked too much about this, but I do think it's worth bringing up. Uh, and, and we'll make it the 10 10 take coming up in just a second. But is Roger Goodell, before it's all said and done, is he going to play every game in the National Football League outside of the United States? Is that what is going to happen? So we'll get into that coming up. <laughs> it's XL Primetime. Love it, love it, love it. Just kind of puts you in the mood. Even though we've been playing Toby Keith's music today, we will continue to do that today. And then probably on Friday, we'll work it in as well. But a little Pacifico music right now because we're going to go from the Atlantic to Pacifico with a Matt Hayes question. JJ, we're going to see if we can go, what? Perfecto. On this one. Uh, this has got his little Super Bowl and college football feel to it. You ready? Mm -hmm. The most points scored in a Super Bowl. Okay? Mm -hmm. Not a quarterback. Not a quarterback. Combined points by school. By college school. Okay, the most oh, points I like scored not including the by... Not including the quarterbacks by, by school. By college school in the Super Bowl. Oh. Right. I got ten. Just give me like five. See if you can get five. All right. I'm going to immediately jump in USC. Yeah. That's a no. Alabama. Ohio State. Alabama's also a no. Oh, right, because no one's actually scored. I remember that. Story. Ohio State. That's also a no. Oh, my God. <laughs> Iowa. That's a no. Mm. That's a Miami. No. Michigan. Hang on, hang on. JJ. Number one, Miami. Yeah. Miami. Okay. 84. Yeah, because yeah, they, look, they, they cranked out so many good players for so long. Skill position, guys. Michael Irvin scored a lot, mm -hmm. too. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll go Gators. There you go, number two. Wow! Oh, look at that. Emmett. How about because Florida State, then? That's a no. Yeah, ah. it, because Emmett is what had me thinking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Florida. As soon as I said Mike Irvin scored a lot, I knew you thought, yeah. wait, Michael yeah. Irvin. Yeah, Emmett. exactly. Yep. Uh, and so, what about Notre Dame? That's another one. Number five, Notre Dame. 64. Number five. Georgia. Coach. Yes, number eight, Georgia, 61. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. All right, so we have to think of other superstars that have Tennessee. That's a no. Mm. Oklahoma. Mm. That is a tie for fifth. Oklahoma, mm -hmm. sixty-four. Nice. Mm -hmm. That one was for TK. Going back in time, and you have to cross the goal line. You said not including quarterback. Ole Miss. Nope. Uh, that would have been a stretch. Yeah. There's one in here you'll Texas? never get. Texas. Texas. No. Huh. One in there will never You'll get. Never get it. Was it like BYU? <laughs> and, and, and frankly, I don't know how it happened. But <laughs> we could go over and figure it out. 
Mm. All so right, you, so let's go over the. Let's go over the. It's actually the top twelve because there's two ties. One is Miami. Mm-hmm. Two is Florida. Three is Penn State. Uh, oh. I'm actually trying to think of Penn State guys that scored right now. Hmm. Franco Harris and there's mm-hmm. there's a bunch. Yeah, you go back, back in time. Ways. Yeah, there's yeah. a bunch. Um, here's one that Illinois. Not, yeah. Here's one that you won't get, but it's not as not as bad as the one you'll never get. Number four is Cal. What? Beast and mode. Not including quarterback. Oh, yeah. true. Yeah. Beast mode yeah, and Marshawn. and uh, what's his face? Got to be more than receiver. just Marshawn. The receiver. Uh, played for the Eagles. Wow, wow. Marvin Jones and Keenan Allen. No, Keenan Allen. Uh-huh. Yeah, but the Chargers. Did he Star ever, Chargers. He's never been in the uh, Super Bowl. Wasn't he with the Eagles in the Super Bowl? No. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. no, no, no. I'm, I'm trying to think who else would be right. from Cal. Anyway, go ahead. Five, Notre Dame. Tied for fifth, Oklahoma. So then we go to seven, Texas Tech. Wow. And that's not the one that you yeah. won't ever yeah. get. Yeah. And you got Georgia Day, and here's the one you never get. Number nine, Memphis. How about that? Memphis? Memphis. Number, n- number 10, tied at 10, is Nebraska and Stanford. Mm. See, I was even thinking Huskers. Could, I could not who think. Who could Memphis be? I don't know. I'm sitting here trying to think. It's got to be a receiver or something or a running back. we got a Memphis listener like out there. Tim that'll... Smith. Where did, that, where did Washington, where did Tim Smith go? Timmy Smith, I don't know where he went to college, but he had this. He had the one game. Like you're, you're thinking of maybe a, a Tim a, Smith went to Nebraska. Okay, so that's that's what helped that's Nebraska. Why, why into they the, got into the, right into the top top ten or twelve? That's pretty good. No, Tim Smith, Timmy Smith played at Texas Tech. That's why they're in the top. Oh, 10. I'm looking at the wrong uh, Timmy yeah. Smith. Okay, okay, because I thought Mahomes might have run one in or uh, where did. It, no, that doesn't even. Mahomes could have run, 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 run. By the way, Mahomes yeah. has zero rushing touchdowns this season. Wow, interesting. Yeah. But I bet he has in the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. I was I think trying to think if he that. did. Yeah. You, you know, go- ever since he got hurt on that really dumb uh, sneak a mm-hmm. couple years ago, or was it? I don't even remember. They like totally stopped running with that guy. They don't risk it whatsoever. Well, that was the one where they wrenched that ankle last year, and you and you thought in the second quarter you thought he was not going to be able to. He, he exactly. got up and almost fell over. Yeah. And, yeah. and you thought he was not going to be able to come out of the locker room. Of course, that was the second game he came out of the locker room. Came out of the locker room against the Jags and then came out of the locker room uh, against the Eagles oh, last year. Oh, hang yeah. on. Okay. Who else I, you got? Isaac Bruce. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Steven Guskowski, the, the, the kicker for the Patriots. The kicker for the Patriots. So it was total points, meaning you didn't have to cross the goal line if you're counting kickers. Okay. So, hmm. all right. Uh, <laughs> I would have gotten perfect. Yeah. Pretty yeah good it's perfect. pretty good perfecto, by the way. Daryl Henderson. Yeah. Yeah. The Rams, yep. also from Memphis. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. Yeah, so Memphis to, does represent. Yeah, you a start bit. to you start to see a little. Uh, hey, you know what? Jake Elliott too. They were representing CUSA is what they were doing uh, yeah. with Daryl Henderson and those guys. All right, there you go, Pacifico, found in Baja, imported by surfers for those who live life anchors up. Uh, definitely a good one, a good perfecto. Although we didn't get all the way through the the top twelve. And and it's so funny because you think certain schools just crank out great players, and you you take a look. Joe Flacco is a Super Bowl winning quarterback from Delaware, right? Mm-hmm. Chased off from Pittsburgh and went to Delaware, right. and some of the other ones obviously that have won, and and heck, so few quarterbacks right now. This was our exercise yesterday. So few quarterbacks right now are in the National Football League coach that have started in a Super Bowl, yeah, because of Breeze. Brady, Roethlisberger, all these guys yep. ruling the roost for yep. so long. Yep. You know, and now figuring out whether or not there's going to be some of those other guys coming back. And for that matter, Mahomes is now taking up 
He's the four he's spots. that guy. Yeah. 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 By the way, I got another real quick Super Bowl. Yeah. Bet you didn't. Uh huh. Or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Both starting quarterbacks. We just called it perfecto. Yeah. Perfecto, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It does both, change everything. Both starting months. quarterbacks <laughs> in the Super Bowl, Mahomes and Purdy, both academic All Americans. Oh. When was the last time that happened? Uh, I've. I bet that is Warner? as rare as it gets when it comes to academic All-Americans in the game of football. <laughs> oh, come on, Sean. <laughs> Maybe Troy? Come was on. Troy an academic All-American? Yeah, well, um, I don't know if he was an academic All-American, but he was an All-American. Not that far back. That. Not, yeah. that, not far. that far back. <laughs> um, That's pretty good, though. It's a good one, right? Mahomes is a smart, smart Brady cat. Brady was, right? Uh, I don't know. No? Okay. I don't know. I don't <laughs> well, that's the problem. He's, well, he's, he's been in it. almost every Super Bowl over the last 20 years. Yeah. Well, it's, it, if it was him, it would. It had to be both, not just him. Right, exactly. Okay. So else? it's one that doesn't have him. Him and Russ? Roethlisberger and Kurt? Nope. Mm. Jared Goff, we forgot about him. Yeah, yeah but that would be Plan. with Brady. Yeah. Oh, speaking of another cow guy. Yeah, another cow yeah. guy. Um, Jake DeLome strikes me as a academic but all-American. That oh would gosh, mean Brady, too. Such a smart dude down That's the problem. Louisiana. Now that we eliminated Brady, it's only a... I'll give you one of the, I'll give you one of the quarterbacks, okay? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cam Newton. Newton. Peyton Manning. Oh, so 06. Who did the Colts play? Uh, they played... Rex Grossman. Rex Grossman. Yeah. No? Uh, they played the Saints or the uh, Bears. Or the Saints. Oh, Drew Brees versus Peyton Manning. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. that makes sense. And by the way, Gibby said Deshaun Jackson uh, was the other from Cal. Yeah, but did That's he score I was thinking in the Deshaun Super Jackson. Bowl? Yeah, yeah. So like, has have. he even been in a Super Bowl? I think with Philly. I'm, I'm thinking yeah, with he was. Philly, he definitely yeah. was. Yeah. yeah, the one here in Jack. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I have to go back and look, but that makes sense. Yeah, he was. Keenan Allen I don't know yes. if he was on that team back Some then. Some kind of dynamite. Man. Let me tell you something. That was like Deshaun, T.O. days. That would have been early for him, yeah. That, that Deshaun Jackson was the real deal, boy. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, I, I had like some when he battles dropped the ball. with him. Woo! Dropped Tough. the ball on the goal line. Yeah. Hilarious. And just, they used to put him in a in a bunch set, mm-hmm. and that out he'd be the outside guy, and he would come off the ball, and the corners would be thinking, ah, it might be run or pass. They may be blocking down and mm-hmm. a wide run. He would Whoop. blow off that line. Yeah, you're in trouble. And then that's why I had to. I had to adjust on that boy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we are done. We are out of time. We get ready for the Francis Show coming up next. So stick around. is XL Primetime, protected by Preferred Roofing on 1010XL. Wrapping our show up after a great Super Bowl kickoff er, or cook-off earlier today. Now we get to hand it off to the Franchi Show. Now, the two-minute drill brought to you by Tire Outlet. Tire Outlet is now hiring. Visit tireoutlet.com slash careers, equal opportunity employer. Hey, Carline, the embedded and shredded, joins us now as we get ready to rock and roll. A uh, favorite Super Bowl food uh, for you, Hayes? It's What's the one thing wings. you drill down on that you it's have to be have? Wings, right? I mean, that's got Yeah, I mean, I'll. I mean, I'll. I love it all. I mean, yeah. I love pizza and nachos. Yeah, and wouldn't you like, like to that, see but... four wings on a bird? Seriously, absolutely. Yeah, just give me a few more extra wings because that's yeah. all anybody wants anymore. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, can't wait. Looking forward to it. Yeah, it will be gluttony of the highest order. <laughs> Are you leaning? KC, you're leaning? I, I feel really good about KC. I'm still surprised that they're the underdog. I really thought mm-hmm. as we got closer to kickoff, maybe it'll still happen that that line would start to move their way. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I just, to me, it's Mahomes. I just, Mahomes is too good for me to go against. I, San Francisco has a great team. 
Uh, but uh, And it's not only Mahomes. I mean, you guys talked about the Chiefs' defense. It's been underrated all year. So I think they'll have a good plan for San Francisco. Uh, and I think the Chiefs can run it, you know, when they want. So it's like, uh, it's like front to back, you can't ignore Chris Jones, Bolton, McDuffie. They are yeah. all dynamic. Players. Yeah, absolutely. So it should be a great game. I'd be surprised if it doesn't come down to the, you know, some some play beyond the two minute warning to, to decide it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I like the Chiefs. All right. Uh, what do yeah. you guys got coming up? We're going to have a scholar athlete. We always look forward to that. And we will talk all sorts of Jaguars, Super Bowl, Gators, Knowles, Dogs, Canes. All coming up on the Frangie Show. <laughs> All right, sounds good, Nate. Thank you, guys. All right, we appreciate it. By the way, National Signing Day is tomorrow, so there are a few important decisions that still need to be made mm-hmm. uh, as far as recruits are concerned. Uh, that's for sure. But uh, we've got – J.J., do you want to do one more round of prop bets? Before? Yeah, we can do that. Okay, so we'll do that as we wrap up our show. We've got Campo and Joe podcast coming up. We'll fire that up, Facebook Live, top of the hour, uh, and then just go look for it on any of our social channels. And we will have, uh, I would think, the Super Bowl cookoff. Oh, the yeah. the video. Well, the video is not dropping till Sunday. Spielberg okay, okay. wants to save you. it to Sunday in the spirit of all that is, he's a little dramatic. What we did post though was our uh, our Mount Rushmores mm-hmm. of your favorite Super Bowl food. So get in on the conversation on the Ten Ten XL social channels mm-hmm. about that. We'll also have more stuff from our Ten Ten XL draft guide dropping tomorrow, and of course, lots of National Signing Day coverage too. Mount Rushmore of Super Bowl food. Yeah, here's what uh, Taylor was able to compile. Beer, 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 wing. Okay, so from uh, from our show, wing, 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 beer. From compiling all of the votes, Taylor has. Chicken wings, buffalo chicken dip, chili, and of course, deviled eggs. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's true. Very, very, very popular. Very popular. All right, <laughs> we're we're out, Coach. Thank you for bringing Larry Brown. Thank you for always being you here and hanging out with us. We've got uh, Campo and Joe podcast coming up. We say thanks to Beaver Chevy, Beaver Toyota. Don't forget both of them online. Easy way to start shopping, uh, and they are there to Hawaii, which means they're gonna serve you from sale to service all the way through and make sure that they sell you another one. BeaverChevrolet.com, BeaverToyotaStAugustine.com. Joe C., me, O'Brien, Maddie Hayes, Big Sirs, Coach, and JJ.